Bueller. Hey. Hello. There it is. Welcome to Probability of Demise. Let's roll that beautiful bean footage. <laughs> <laughs> I've lost it. Welcome to the last show. <laughs> And after that unnecessarily long startup pause that I still have not cut out because I actually kind of like the time that it gives me to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Probability of Demise. Uh, all the folk of the dice. I am Rurik and you are listening to Probability of Demise. We're a group of storytellers who use D&D 5th edition to provide rules and structures to Atland, a world of our own making. Atland exists on a version of Earth thousands of years into the future, an octopolar planet whose residents barely remember the natural and man-made disasters that once left their world nearly uninhabitable. Uninhabitable. I kind of want to say that word a bajillion times. This is a world far different from the one you know today, a world of new magics and ancient spells, young gods and primordial deities. Thank you for coming with us as we explore it together today. I have definitely hit my meme central mode. Um, I would love to introduce our, our colleagues of the day. I do want to just give you a heads up that Tanzanite will be joining us. Uh, Jess, who plays Tanzanite, is just experiencing some technical difficulties and will hopefully be with us soon. Larissa, would you like to describe and give an ode to your character? Oh, here I was, here I was ready for announcements. No. Um... I play Trixie. Uh, she is an anthropomorphic red squirrel monk. Will! Ah! Sorry. Distracted. Okay. Anthropomorphic red squirrel um, monk. So she, uh, she, you know, uh, runs in, hits a <laughs> lot of stuff around. very fast. No, she squirrels around. She doesn't monkey around. <laughs> Rude animals. <laughs> of course. Um. Yes. I hit stuff often. You hit stuff. And 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 and, and sometimes it feels session. good when people hit you when when you hit people. Sometimes it feels bad. I try not to hit. <laughs> I try not to be in a situation where hitting people would necessarily feel good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Not that I'm not really a revenge kind of monk. <laughs> not the vengeful type. Asher. Hello. Is Jason, would you give a, let's, instead of an ode, let's go with a soliloquy to your character. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, Asher. How, no. Um, uh, Asher is a poet, but not good enough one to do soliloquies on demand. And, uh, <laughs> He uh, primarily sticks to the haiku form or just like 
like I think his cantrips now he can cast in his head. I like to think in his head he does a haiku you never hear where he does it. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, Asher is uh, a bard and a creation bard, and he is seeking adventure and fame with his friends. So, I really should write something down to read for this because I just make it up each time. Every week I suck at it. It's all good. It's all good. Also, uh, I completely forgot I missed like two things on my leveling up, so I'm a little distracted. I apologize. Shh, it's okay. You're gonna die anyways. Oh, okay. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that kind of GM. I don't do that. I try really hard not to mortalize you. Um, and so now we're on to some announcements. I have a really, really brief, quick announcement. There is this magical thing. Uh, <laughs> hey, it's Will. I will. Will will on every platform. Uh, we have our shirts. Mm. Just Mark. be aware about the shirts. Uh, the um, shirts might come in late. I am still waiting for mine, and it has been a couple of weeks. But it just turns out that there's you know post holiday shipping issues. issues. It's, it's not supply <laughs> chain issues. I found out it's not at all. They had the the material out there in no time at all. It's uh, some hiccups with our postal services. So, hmm. shocker. Such is life. Uh, and so, if you want to check those out, they are at. We've been. Are we're still using T Public, right? Yes. Yes. Um, and so those notes will be in the show notes somewhere. So, please, if you want to support us, go ahead and do that. Uh, it's mostly, honestly, at the price point and everything of what we're doing and getting and everything. Like it's mostly just so you have something fun and dorky, and you get the crazy tombstone like a dollar for every t-shirt you buy or something so it's really not much but just wanted to have some stuff out there something fun and honestly it was now that we're starting to go back to cons and stuff like that it's going to be a blast to be able to like pop into a con and if i see this i'm probably going to fawn over you more than you would ever <laughs> for me. all right <laughs> i do love this uh, so Larissa and Jason, do you have any announcements? I know Jason is also the announcer of the, the merch stuff, but I got excited because I had a coffee cup. <laughs> you, you, you had an, an, um, a show floor sample. Now I feel like I have to get a coffee cup. I just have this plain coffee cup, which is not as cool as a POD coffee cup that you could get I don't, at Tea Public. That's I don't remember what the term is for like watching somebody eat and hearing eating sounds, but like I could do that, but no. Gross. That, that actually grosses me out. There, there's a special that? name for there's like watching people yeah. eat. <laughs> oh, by the way, Jace, has Rurik never mentioned that they really don't enjoy when people do that? Oh, they did. Yes, I have. <laughs> and Jason wow. enjoys the torture too much to stop. Okay. All right. So Focus. save me, I... Larissa, please. <laughs> Announcements. <laughs> ah. On <laughs> Saturday, March 25th at 7.30 p.m., the Stonewall Chorale will be performing Considering Matthew Shepard by Craig Hella Johnson. It is a 33-movement piece, uh, passion piece, essentially, um, that takes you through um, what happened to Matthew Shepard. And um, it's, it's extremely moving. Um, the music is, um, it's very full sound. There's a lot of, uh, mm, 
multi-voiced movements, you know, with, it's not just S-A-T-B, sometimes it's S-S-S-A-A-A-T-T-T-B-B-B. So, um... <laughs> and then add a soloist on it. For- yeah, and then there's, there's soloists that play Matthew, that play his mother. Um, I think there's a narrator. So, um, we just started working on re- uh, rehearsing that. So, if you are uh, local to NYC and you would like to uh, see that performance. Or you're a jet set person who just wants to go and watch Larissa sing. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're one of those. Um, if you work remotely also, and want to go get a hotel out in the middle of nowhere because it's the most affordable place stop. to do it in the New York City area. You wouldn't have to. I mean, if anybody was flying out here to come see me or and and or Jason sing, uh, you could stay with us for free. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I feel like that's kind of you know if that's why you're coming. You just out, said you that on a public least... channel. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna, Maybe I'm not go. not anyone. <laughs> if you're a perfect stranger flying out, I didn't. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> my my uh, my futon is, is not how, open. To this you is how we switch to. Anyways, you can find more information about tickets at stonewallcorral.org forward slash buy dash tickets. Thank you. <laughs> I just love how she totally gets us back on on track. <laughs> you know what? Oh, I got fanned. So uh, we are not going to get a word of the day in Edgewise because, of course, Jess is not here yet. Um, she's having some technical difficulties. However, <laughs> would it would it be any any of our sessions if there was not at least one form of technical difficulty? <laughs> I've never had problems making things work ever. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, yeah. So uh, we are going to go ahead and jump into the roles for commercial, which I kind of feel like is what Jess is doing. She's just avoiding having to be part of the role mm-hmm. for the commercial. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could retroactively, we could at least mark down the I think numbers. somebody has to roll for her. No, I feel like <laughs> the word of the day. Hold on. The word of the day is Hold on. <laughs> yes. Hit that plus button. Yes. The word of the day is absent. <laughs> Not to be confused with absinthe, uh, but absent. Oh, wait, wait, wait. This I'm is... going to do it just so. Hang on. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, the whole, do the whole thing. What? What? Hang on. Ah, hang on. Do you want me to do it? Not present in a place at an occasion oh. or as part of something. Absent. <laughs> and I'm gonna like take on a little cue with hers and add a little bit even more to this since we're we're pretending to be just. Also a verb. Go away. Remain away. <laughs> Does anybody have the preposition? Uh, you're asking uh, me. Um I okay, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't feel like we should roll for her, but I would be happy to like mark down the rolls and then revisit before break. Oh, but we got to choose the topic before we move on. So let's just roll. Do we? Yes. Come on. Jason actually Give has Jason to a do... real challenge. <laughs> I like it to permeate the back of his brain a little bit. Um, oh. But just does tell us that she is still working on getting in. So we will see her hopefully soon. Oh, Andy, why did you have to earworm me? You suck. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. But now I have to throw it up. All right. Rurik, you used to work with kids. Yes, you do. Absolutely know that. Not earworm. a clue. Liar. Continue <laughs> rolling. I rolled a right nine. Now. I rolled a nine. For you or for Jess? For me. 
Ooh. I'm not rolling for her. She's just. She's I rolled just a nineteen. Have, mm. We're gonna give her new consequences of her own. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> we know who our reader is going to be, and no, isn't it? Mm, well, whoever rolls I haven't, high I haven't, picks. I haven't read one in a while. I'll read it. Give me a topic. Okay. Oh, so now we can watch the next for one topic. I love this. I, this is even better. She, she hates both ends of it, so it doesn't matter which way she lands. It makes me no. Happy. I like reading them. I don't mind yeah, that. Do. I like doing. I like doing a cold read. So, um, the, for those of you who are new here, if you ever want to sponsor us in any way, um, we will replace this ridiculousness with your sponsored commercial. Is this not mm -hmm. a good way to sell the sponsored commercial idea? Are we like building ourselves out of ever getting? We will do this in addition to your commercial if you choose. We will do all the things if. We'll, we we'll read your commercial to show how bad our commercial really is. Yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, just okay. just to, to give me something to go off of. Do you want it to be a real life thing or a D and D thing? Okay. We've been doing uh, D and D things job. lately. Okay. You can do this. Do 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 do. I hate this so much. Um. I just don't want dead air. I, you know, I gotta kind of fill the, 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 the one, two, three, with lots four, of random. five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Well, I wasn't going that random. I was trying to do the ear, have an excuse for the earworms that now you've just thrown it into her. I don't know. What I'm so I bad say? at this. Stop it. Um. I kind of feel like you've been handed a clue several times. Eh? She wants us to stop the earworms. I feel like that's a magical spell. Why don't you just pick then? <laughs> no, your job, not mine. And I took away your idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Chaos Queen. Oh, okay, Kettle. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can. It, can we please come back to me? Let me think on it. I have nothing. Right. I got. I got. Well, this is just going to add the stress to it because now it's time to roll for the recap. Don't worry, I'll lose this. I always do. I got a 14. I got a 10. 13! I fucking told you. <laughs> All right, uh, Jason, if you can give us that recap. All right. Last time on Probability of Demise, <laughs> um, we went into the laboratory number five where the squirrel people were genetically engineered many moons ago thousands of moons ago tens of thousands of moons ago um maybe not tens of thousands millennium pick up sorry what was moon millenniums um so then uh so we went in there and then we found basically like an office space and then uh we searched for some of the desks and then just found well, it automatically printed out like some sort of like laboratory research report for us, like when we entered and then Jess found some more stuff about like the history of the program and how essentially like humanity was like trying to engineer itself with animal traits to survive like this coming apocalypse. And then um, eventually like the people with the animal traits took over the research on themselves and like kept trying to improve it. And so that's how we ended up with the squirrel people and the other various species that we will run across in our world and then um we found out that asher is a mutant because uh he does not look he's not like a designed thing he's like i think like a natural evolution of 
those who did survive without genetic manipulation maybe i don't know we don't know that i'm just guessing now but um anyway so then we found out there was another door that leads into i think what is a particle accelerator and um we were walking down the huge collider tube and we found a robot and the robot said that everything's contaminated and um it scared trixie and she accidentally poofed herself into the lair of a lich and then um <laughs> wait, let's clarify let's repeat that again poofed she did not poop herself into the lair of a lich she poofed herself although i liked that version too so you know if yeah. you're ever feeling extra pooping yourself she pooped herself in there there was a lich and then she pooped herself pretty sure that's how that went down but then um we all ended up like in there and fought the lich um and it freaked out because asher took over its throne and which is probably like it's tied to this plane but asher used it as like an animated object and like i beat the role for it so i got to steal it from him and then um eventually we killed him and all his little skeleton friends and we ended on we ended on him like not just as goddess of death could not or tanzanite could not feel him like leave the plane to the death plane or whatever so He's still tied to something in the room. I wonder what it could be. Yeah. That's pretty much right where we quit, I think. Yeah, so uh, we ended really... Welcome to the Welcome to Meadwood! ...of New York City. <laughs> Welcome to my street-facing office. We... I, you know, I, every once in a while I really miss that because there are no noises here in Portland, Oregon. And I, I do know that it's frustrating to constantly hear that noise when you're in... Um. Uh, uh. 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 The city. You just always hear city noises. Wow, that was terrible. But only I if you're trying to record a podcast. No, that might be a big piece of it. But I honestly miss those sounds. Those sounds were comforting, like the sound of a trash can backing up in the morning. A trash can. <laughs> trash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the trash cans with wheels, and sometimes they have plows on the front. You know, those things. <laughs> It's a comfort. It's like a, a thing. And I, and now I have like this beautifully soundproofed home that is super dense. And the only thing I can hear is the whistling of the wind over the top of the roof every once in a while. But yeah, welcome to a uh, quieter town life, I guess. Uh, so, yes, um, we are going to come back in and get focused. <clears throat> but we're good at that. In the last moments of our last session you had destroyed several skeletons and a leash within a room that is kind of covered with this substance of dubious viscosity and moisture. And as you are sitting there in this moment post-success, there's a pile of dome bus dust and components from the leash. There are the small uh, bits of... of, of remaining parts from the uh, skeletons themselves. And Tanzanite has just mentioned to you that she doesn't think the leash is dead. Long live the leash. Oh, wait, sorry. My great leash lord. <laughs> what are you two going to do? Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm going to smash the throne against the floor and the wall until it 
is dust basically great um let's use the uh uh strength modifier on the throne or you can even use the attack component of the throne and just like slam it around a couple of times uh give me i think two rolls to see how far you get with the first two whacks i think the uh I'm visual... rolling for, what am i rolling for you're rolling an attack i think i think we're going to use the attack action for the throne I guess force empowered slam would work for smashing it to bits. Yeah, it's more fun that way. Um, All I can think of is the Hulk with Loki. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's a thirty <laughs> to hit. Yeah, and oh, uh, twenty six to hit are the two attacks. Awesome, um, with a thirty to hit as the first one. It flies and you get of course crit and full damage because you're just hitting inanimate objects with another inanimate object that you've magically controlled so it's full damage doubled so just go ahead and tell me what that number is for both uh sorry i haven't used my animated stuff in a while i used to have this i was finally getting it memorized you don't have to roll you don't have to roll you don't have to roll what Burke said just math. whatever full whatever damage, the full damage it. option is. Oh, um, it would be... What the top dice would be, plus everything, double it all. 10, so 30, 30 damage. Okay, for both hits uh, or just for the first one? It would be 30, yeah, for both. Okay. So 60 total. How many hit points does it have? The throne? Um, yeah. I just love this. How many hit points does a chair have? I don't it's, know. It's the his uh he has a oh, hit points ten, ten times five times your bard level. It's five times fifteen, so thirty, forty-five, well, sixty, was... seventy-five. So yeah, okay, great. So with the other losses and th some other things here, and just a little bit of goofiness, uh, just just rolled a nap one on this, but I'm loving this. So <laughs> I would like you both to roll dexterity saving throws. Me twice so, because there is goo all over this room that is being splashed <laughs> what did I do? all over the place. Uh, Larissa, so you you're going to get gooed again. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not. Not anymore. I am proficient in all saving throws. Where to go? I just got it. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> and I can fucking reroll if I want to. <laughs> I have 27 and 17. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Where'd it go? Neither of those were higher than the hits, the individual hits. So you did not succeed against the 30, and then you did not succeed against the 24. So you are covered in goo, and I need you to make two constitution saving throws. So I have to roll at least a 30? For the first one. Uh, okay. <laughs> I rolled a nat 20 for the first one. Great. Uh, second one is... So 22 and uh, dirty 20. Hold on, hold on, sorry. Okay. Okay. Oh, I forget that this is so hard to read. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get like a magnifying glass for reading 26. Days. Damn it. Okay. Uh, so you're going to get good at least once. And 25. You got good twice. I need you to roll two constitution saving throws. 
just having a why? good time. Why? Why do I always get covered in slime? The furry one. <laughs> a constitution saving throw. You know, you need That's to invest in more combs. 15. Okay. Or maybe just a wetsuit. I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> uh, the evolutionary advantage of the fur in the face of the cold turns out to not be so good when the world warms up. 14. Okay. Uh, Asher, the first, oh. you get the first blast of this black ooh all over you, and you. <laughs> <laughs> You get that first blast of the black goo, but you kind of like wipe it off quick enough, but it's not quite quick enough because that the next blast of goo hits you. And as that next blast of goo hits you, you sneeze and you just feel something's happened. You have currently minus one to your wisdom saving throws. It's a temporary effect. Um, Sorry, that was already not very wise. Beautiful. Uh, Trixie, you got hit twice and you didn't make the throw twice. So you've got minus two to wisdom saving throws. Rude. And that, and and I would just love to hear what this looks like for the two of you. And then I'm going to describe what's happened to Tanzanite. Because she not won. Oh. Thing. You go ahead, Rose. Um, well, I'm assuming it's going back and forth, right? From like wall to wall. Sure. Yeah. Jason, I, I just want the, I want you to decorate my mind with what you think happened. In my head, it was like a 45 degree arc between wall and floor. Like bam, 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 bam. Got it. Got it. Okay. Mm, so is it 90? Wait for okay. Yeah. Whatever. 45 degree arc. 90. Yeah. 90. 90 degree. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> it takes no damage because it's in the 45 degree arc just wiggling <laughs> in the air <laughs> suspension trying to shake um, it apart stupid. um as it hits the wall uh i'm assuming a side of my face whichever side is closest to that particular wall will take a splash and it'll get in my ear and i will be ringing out my ear as that second one splashes and then it gets in my mouth and then i'm really pissed <laughs> and i just start gagging <laughs> all right asher can you describe the first one like you you uh you get splashed by both of them but the first one you you avoid the the consequence connected to it um but what happens on the second okay. one i would say uh, like i was down on one knee i think at the end of the last session so that's how i started this when i started smashing the thing so i'm gonna say like the first one just like splashes like my coat or my armor or something and like doesn't really get on my skin and then i'm like oh and like as i'm doing that i look up and then the other one just like splashes me in the eye i'm like ah oh oh, oh. And you're both having this moment of like the oh, all over the place the squelching noises everywhere and then there is that loud sound as the vibrations in the room have shaken loose some of the guck that has been viscously held to the ceiling and it comes down as a flood right on tanzanite in her pristine glorious <laughs> i lied she's the one that always gets covered <laughs> her her tiara and everything are just coated in the goo and it's not 
in this in this moment it's not the thick viscosity of the clumps that land on you but it's rather a stretched gooey so you can see her face the entire time as it slowly covers her whole body in a thin film and she opens her mouth to scream only to suck in a mouthful or two and then proceeds to um do what na- palates do naturally to reject things that went to their mouth that they didn't really want to have go into their mouth. And she also has minus two to wisdom right now, temporarily. <clears throat> the throne busts apart on the last hit. The last hit being not the hits that you've inst- instigated, but actually as it went thunk, thunk, it falls to the ground, splitting open and revealing the contents of a large tome aka a book and uh a couple of urns one might say a phylactery if you believe that uh why don't after everything i know about liches is actually from world of warcraft and not yeah, but why, isn't World of Warcraft also based off of D&D? Probably. <laughs> Asher, why don't you roll a perception check? Fourteen. Seeing as Trixie was ringing out her ear, I don't think she picked up on this. Um, and with a 14, you also don't quite pick up on it um, until like you're both looking at this pile of stuff and then you can hear somewhere deeper within this cavern or space that you may have thought was all there was to it, but the throne is now not in the way blocking things. There are no more skeletons or a leash blocking anything. You can see deeper into the space, there are some raggedy looking curtains and you hear sounds of, of trudging feet heading your way, slowly, methodically. Um, but here in this moment, you have the uh, two urns going to say it's two and the tome uh i'm going to where where the steps are coming from where deeper into the cave system okay but you can see the raggedy curtains just because the sound drew your attention to that um and you can hear that slow cadence coming up and so uh it they don't seem hurried by any means i'm going to pick up or actually, first, I'm going to say, um, no, I'm going to pick up the book and just look at it. All right. You pick up the book. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw or charisma saving throw. No, wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. He touched the butt. He touched the book. There's a 14. I have a plus zero, and then I have a minus one, so a 13. All right. Uh, yeah. You touch the book and there's a bright flash. And I need everybody to roll constitution saving throws. Christ, Asher. (laughs) Quit touching stuff. Is it really his fault? Like he's been a catchy crew. Constitution saving throws. 13. Uh, What is her? She has a high wisdom modifier. I have to play Tanzanite right now. Oh my God. She has 26. plus two, so she's 12. Okay, um, Trixie. Yeah, 26. You watch your friends 
as first Tanzanite just collapses unconscious, not unconscious in pain, but unconscious in sleep. And then as she, and she's still got goo, like still dripping off of her. So it's like, and then still sliming off of her body as she's like collapsed <laughs> out of it. And just as you see her collapse, you see Asher collapse into unconsciousness. And you feel this wave of exhaustion hit you, but you fight it off for a moment. But you know that there's another wave coming because you can feel how this is hitting you so fast and so hard. But this is not you exhaustion. This is some outside influence. What are you going to do in this moment? Uh, uh, I am going to make my way over to Tanzanite and I am going to dig through her stuff until I find her thing of water. Each step is a trudge through the goo that seems to become more viscous as you walk. You make it to her side. You go to search for her stuff through all the guck that still remains on her body. Your hands reach out to touch it, and I need you to make another constitution saving throw. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold. Where is it? 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 I have a thing. <laughs> I feel like I you have a thing. thing. I think I have a thing. I'm, I'm here for your thing. Do your thing. What's your thing going to do? As the, um, Trixie looks for her thing, Asher and Tanzanite. Oh, wait, both um, is this ma magical? Uh, yes, it is a magical effect. Okay. I would like to use an action. Oh, I don't even have to use a key point, I think. It doesn't say I have to use a key point. Um, and use stillness. We're out of, of combat, so you'll just use this as a like a thing. Okay. Well, I'm just I just I'm trying to figure out if I it's have a timers running, not. but the timers are the um, only thing that's in charge right now. Uh it's stillness of mind. You can use an action to end one effect on yourself that is causing you to be charmed or frightened. Neither of those things are happening right now. <clears throat> Son of a no. bitch. And this is not a disease or poison. No, it's neither of those things. Ah! <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Don't you have like a cool new feature with like saving throws now and you've got like super high saving throws and uh, yeah, that depends on the roll of the die constitution <laughs> 14. How fearful you are for your dice. Uh, okay, you start looking for her pouch and you collapse unconscious as well. Well, show's over, folks. Thanks Bye. for joining us. <laughs> Probability of demise high. Join us on our next we, campaign. We, we got to live up to our name here. Uh, uh, says the DM, who literally not even an hour and a half, no, half hour ago, said, I'm not the kind of GM that tries to kill everybody. No, it was like 20 minutes ago. Um, but you're not dead. And I would love for you to... Sorry, Jess is really trying to get on. <laughs> and Asher is just telling her we might die. 
Jess, do you want to come over here? <laughs> Take the trade. We need Seriously. you. Take an Uber. Okay. Um, you are sitting there in this sleep. You're having dreams, normal, everyday dreams. Um, Asher, can you describe based on like just what's been going on in Asher's life, you know, you, his mother and mentor have presumably hooked up. You've been killing dragons, which were not five years ago, myth and legend, uh, or eight years ago, whatever it was that you, from the other, you've had to deal with abilities that no one else in this world had and now you're seeing them proliferate around you've started a, a guild of musicians and less scrupulous sorts you've done a lot can you describe what sorts of dreams this man has asher this young man um what are the dreams of asher now famed poet, one dream realized in his life, but a bajillion things he's currently trying to deal with and manage and understand. Um, so what, like what dream is he having when he passes out? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. Yeah. This is your night of something and you are like a having... nightmare or like a good dream. It's up to you. What, what do you think Asher would have? in this moment based on everything that's going on in his life he might have a possible romance they've been making flirty that. eyes at each other for a while oh no that's not fair she's Ash not here to defend yeah, I herself <laughs> i would say asher is dreaming about tanzanite and asher's wedding <laughs> can you describe what like dreams can be disjointed and messy. They can be funny and, and ridiculous. They can be all sorts of different things. That's what dreams do to different people. But can you just describe what this dream looks like in this space and in this moment? Okay. So because it's a dream, I'm going to say <laughs> the wedding takes place in the tavern where Asher grew up, except for it's not the tavern where Asher grew up because in a dream, it's always like the house you freaking grew up in, but it's not actually that house. You know, like that weird sensation and like yeah. this person's your mom but it's not actually your mom and like the, like that sort of dream <laughs> yeah. sensation that's what's happening is like he's there and tanzanite's there and like trixie is there but like everything else is like misrepresented somehow from reality <laughs> yeah nice awesome so it's yeah, not so like that... a real good picture of what a wedding might actually look like just he like is dreaming that he's getting married the snatches and everything like the things that stick out to you are are just coordinate because it's not really your place it's not really your mother it's not really knee but why is knee walking your intended down the aisle that's even weirder and then like it flashes differently and suddenly your mother is facilitating it at the, the wedding from the front and she's asking you if you do and you, there's all these weird snatches and moments and you wake up up you wake up in a cold sweat Looking around you, you're in a four-poster bed, delicate silk drapes all around. And they seem to be kind of a mustard yellow. Uh, the 
mattress you're on is soft, almost like uncomfortably soft. Above your body is a duvet and you realize you're naked under it. It's silk sheets, it's the finest of linen. And you see two other four poster beds. Pause there. Trixie, what dreams <laughs> plague this poor squirrel person who has been working so hard to make the world a better place, realized her dream of becoming free of the, of the constraints of a life that she had lived as a young person, has now traveled about the world in so many different ways, has gone to, to make a name for herself, earned or not, as an airship captain, has shifted the fundamental framework upon which the healers of this world make their way, has crafted and designed potions that are gaining such deep entrenchment throughout society that it frightened her so much that she she tried to put constraints on them and and is in fear of those constraints being ignored or possibly becoming too much and all these pieces that she's been playing with in those spaces and her father has been long away fighting somewhere doing something some sort of campaign at a distance that she's not despite being part of the privileged few who know a lot more, doesn't really have a full grasp of or understanding of, has literally been hunting down dragons, pirates, has gained new friends and lost them to responsibilities, has seen people that she knew as children suddenly aged and older than she is, um, can recall when a young girl in Fisherton flirted clumsily with Asher, who is now a year or two his senior and a subordinate in an organization of some sort of musical guild that they have crafted together. What sorts of dreams does Trixie have, especially with the more recent impact of finding out that there was something not quite natural about how her people came to be and about how many of the peoples of Atlant came to be? Oh, all right. Uh, mine is going to be one of those like nightmares where you're trying to like defend yourself. And I'm going to be, uh, it takes place in like a semblance of some sort of like, I, I don't know what they would have in terms of like a justice system. But like the equivalent of an Atlan court courtroom. <laughs> uh, here, let's let's take a pause from this dream sequence and actually, Asher and Trixie, uh, as people deeply entrenched in the Overland, uh, the the Overton, <laughs> sorry, Overland, the above ground uh, Atland experience of justice. What does justice look like? in like from the frame of reference that you've had both as children growing up in this society, but also, and this is a chance for some world building, but also just in terms of like what you've seen it evolve to and change as you've become adults have taken on roles of power and empowerment in your society. What does justice look like? How is it performed? <laughs> ADHD. Um, uh, 
Okay, well, first, first, I will answer that. Uh, uh, I have a topic. I have an item. Uh, it is an automatic duster for your bag of holding. Oh, okay. <laughs> jumping back <laughs> to our no, role it. for commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An Just automatic dust duster. Buster, yes. duster. Like for some sort your of like of little holding. like mechanical whatever thing you just awesome. drop it in your bag of holding so and it when you've left it. six orc uh arms and limbs in a bag for too long <laughs> and they've putrefied this is what you throw in there to yeah. clean it up <laughs> yeah. i like it um okay uh um so back to like two. what does justice number look two. like okay well i feel like we we really struggled with kind of like the corruption of the the mayor mm -hmm. of overton um so in i feel like in the year gap that we had we, like especially since i was probably more involved with the military side of things that i probably would have tried to establish some sort of um justice system that would be mm -hmm. at least you know fair um based on my what my conception of fair would be you know um that everyone is given a chance to 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 state their side of the story and uh and bring people in to state their side of the story um or to support that i guess you know um i wouldn't say that it's like a perfect system because i feel like there's still the possibility of people you know lying or being encouraged to lie for someone else kind of thing um so it's not you know, it's not what we would consider like our modern version of the justice system where there's perjury or anything along those lines. Um, so it's still so like flawed. the procedural piece is still problematic. Yeah. But with things like truth spells and other things, are those allowed or not allowed in the justice system? I think so. I think I think if if the uh, if the like validity or authenticity of a, of an account is in question, or maybe I don't know. What do you think, Jace? Do you think it should just be automatically applied? Not my dream. No, it's not a dream. <laughs> oh, wait, no. what? This is to base the no. dream off of what does yeah. justice look like in Overton? Oh, oh, oh we're having a, I thought you were dreaming we're about this. Is both of you session. sharing. You're, we're doing some world building now. Yes. Okay. This is one of the fun things that you get to have. Um, yeah, when it's our own world, we, we do what we want. Um, I think it would be like a Like some sort of court system, like a magistrate, and like you know, get a chance to like defend yourself. Maybe like even like prove beyond a reasonable doubt still exists. Like I think it's a fairly just. Yeah. Do you have? Do you like the idea of a framework where the justice system does have and employs people who can cast truth spells and other things to get to the clarity of the problem, or so that they have that procedural piece and they're trying to reduce the, um, the. Uh, injustices of yeah. of the space for corruption yeah because like decrease the margin of i think error. now maybe i feel like when the mayor was there probably not but now yeah. that's what like, i was saying is that especially yeah. now that like magic's become more prevalent like this wouldn't have been a capability before like yeah but after the explosion so definitely was, under the mayor I, ha I have a feeling that it was like a very retributive justice system like very much like our modern justice system but like yeah. after you, the big bang the punishment for wrongdoing um 
there was the procedural piece, but maybe that was less prevalent um, to because that piece of like determining how fairly people are treated was maybe not as big. So I can see that the procedural piece is like kind of inflated and become a bigger piece with the influence of your group, but also just the changes in t the times. Um, do you feel like they have retained the retributive aspect of punishment for wrongdoing or have they tried something else out as what the consequences are of wrong action? Mm. Perhaps dependent on the severity of the crime? Or the nature of the crime, I guess. Like yeah. Like so a semi-restorative like, system, but not yeah, fully if you're like restorative. Out, like, just murder hoboing everyone, like maybe you, there's like a like a jail, whatever, in place for that. Or maybe like a more of like a, um, not jail, um, rehabilitation kind of mentorship or something. Okay. So let's, let's get, given that framework, Trixie, can you articulate this dream and what's happening in it? <laughs> Are things going awry? Are things going by the, the 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 experiences you had hoped to create? What's happening in this? I am on trial. <laughs> uh, um, I am on trial for on charges of being the pirate queen. <laughs> And, uh, and Asher and Tanzan are lying under oath, refusing to confirm that she's not. And I'm I'm trying um, very hard to plead my case, and like it feels like nothing I say is getting through. Um, and Tanzanite does indeed get up, but then because she's been the one that's been spreading it. Like for some reason she betrays me and they cast uh, a truth spell on her and she like, resists it without yeah. them being able to even grasp that she's resisted that. Yeah. And um and she like says, Oh no, absolutely, that's 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 her. She's the pirate queen, da da da. da. And like it's even worse, and I'm getting so frustrated and like so upset. And then all of a sudden, you know, in like in every show and movie you hear the doors open behind and then up walks my dad down the aisle and then they ask him to take the stand and he says the same thing he says she is the pirate queen and then he looks at me and this is like the worst thing he's like and i and if i had ever known she would have turned out this way i never would have let her leave home and then that's the end of the dream the dream ends and you wake up screaming in concert <laughs> with Tanzanite, who also wakes up screaming. Asher, you've been in this cold sweat. The two other four poster beds in the in the space suddenly jerk to life and you hear the echoing screams of your two friends in this place and in this moment. You are all unclothed under covers, very, very fancy covers, very Are we at well least long, long rested and naked? And you all have had long rest. <laughs> Can we but make that a t-shirt? Awkwardness. Long, long rested and naked. <laughs> long rested and naked. Probability <laughs> demise. And just a four poster bed on the back. <laughs> t-shirt. 
<laughs> that would be a great God. piece of art of just like <laughs> they just write themselves they really do i need to start writing these down so uh long rested and naked you 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 you're all in your individual beds aware of your own nudity and also now aware at least trixie you're aware of tanzanite asher you're aware of both of them The room is yours. Are my clothes anywhere around that I can see? Roll a perception check if you're just looking. Cocked hand. It's a low DC. Uh, Don't worry about 26. it. Twenty-six. Yeah, you you look around. You actually spot Trixie's clothes that are not Trixie's clothes, but a set of clothes set out for her, and that cues your brain to look in the same spot at Tanzanite's bed and you also see a set of clothes that are not hers. And based on what you've seen in both these spots, you have a deep, deep concern for what you're going to see when you look over to your side. And when you look over to your side, you see some of the gaudiest formal garb you have ever seen. It is not in keeping with anything you've seen anywhere, but you can tell because nobody should wear anything that balloons out like that. You're not even sure what part of your body that belongs on. And that looks like silk hose. And those shoes are shiny. <laughs> and there's a hat with feathers, all in shades of gray and black. Um, does anybody know where we are and why the clothes are so hideous? I'm going to try again to use stillness of mind to figure out if I'm charmed. You, you also you kind pinching of, myself. <laughs> you pinch yourself and you're also like in that brain space. And you're like, gotta wake up, gotta wake up. This is, this has gotta be a dream. This is gotta be, this is, this is wrong. And you know what stillness of mind feels like and you know that it should wash away anything and there's nothing to wash away it does help settle your mental state a little bit just because you did wake up from a terrifying nightmare so wait i turned to asher you're really here yes i think so i pinch myself you see him pinching himself. <laughs> What's the last thing you remember? Uh, I picked up the book and then I passed out. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I jump out of bed and I walk over and I smack him across the face. Oh, my God, I you're naked. A naked no. Trixie just walks across the I'm like the always naked. I'm always naked. <laughs> you wear armor and gear and such. I don't wear armor. I don't. I wear like you wear probably what you wore at some point. I remember it being like a nice I have a belt. <laughs> okay, that's anyways. That's I don't like slap him across the face. I'm like start I start doing like the this is why we don't touch things just randomly. Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> so you're beating on non-lethal uh, covered <laughs> non-lethal but naked attack. Asher in his bed. Any flashbacks, Asher? Or are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm all right. 
Um, yeah, so there's and a this I, tense standoff. I grab his sheet and I rip it off of him, or I try to at least, and I go to wrap it around myself. <laughs> Do you try to keep your sheet on you? No, it's fine. Asher's okay. not shy. You you rip it off, and he's Starkers. Not a stitch on him. I turn right back around. I go back in the bed, and I pull the sheet over my head. <laughs> um, I guess I'll get up and start trying to put on these weird clothes. I think Tansonite is hyperventilating a little bit. <laughs> She's not sure why. <laughs> Slow nosebleed. <laughs> Concern or... Distraction, like an anime, or, like, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like those almost like <gasps> too much happening that should not be happening, and she's having this like slow little nosebleed as she just like tries to, and then she kind of less graciously than she normally what would she she drags her her own formal wear, which is again layer after layer of clothing, but she seems to know how to put it on, and she kind of like ducks down and arms herself in a gown. Trixie, you're underneath a you're 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 a Trixie puddle pile. What's going on? <laughs> I like poke my head out and I kind of like lean over to where the clothes are and I go is any of that stuff even going to fit me? And I like uh, poke my tail out from beneath the sheet. <laughs> yeah. Do you like investigate the gear at all, or do you just like just as a statement out to the world? I like flop forward and I stick a paw out and I just like start ruffling through it, like picking things up and throwing, just kind of looking There's at them. There's a lot of layers. This would make your mother extremely happy. Not only is it ridiculously over-the-top formal. On the positive side, it's all in grays and blacks, but it is perfectly fitted to you. Like creepily so. It has a place for your tail. There's even somehow, and despite you not seeing your shovel around you in this moment, some sort of holster contraption that you think would hold your shovel. So just give me a little bit more detail is it like two pieces? Is it a dress? What is it? It's about 20 different pieces of garment that have to go together. <laughs> down. There is, you can see, because um, your, your angle is slightly different, you can actually see Tanzanite putting on some sort of framework of hoops that then one of the dresses goes over and then another layer of dress goes over and then another layer of dress goes over. And then she shifts something aside and a bustle is attached, and then she throws on two more layers of dress. So what you're saying is there's tool. Oh, there is tool. <laughs> and <laughs> I look, <laughs> I look at her and I go, fuck that. And I grab um, uh, one of the like underlayers and I take it and I rip like a long strip and I just kind of like wrap it and like tie it. So it's like a bandeau here. And then I take another one of like the under layers that I don't know if there's like pantaloons or something. Um, um, it's easy enough for you to kind of hack it together. 
damaging the actual costume. Um, I don't. And, I don't want to like actually do any of anything with like the outer layers, like the decorated stuff. I just want to make stuff out of like what would go under and wouldn't be visible. There's a lot of translucency to that material, but yes, you can easily make it into. I will uh, wrap. I will sushi myself into it if I need to. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you sure you want to just do like the the frat party toga with the bed sheet? <laughs> you craft a, a semblance of your typical wear combat ready there is that harness that looks like it would actually be an effective holder for your shovel oh yeah i take that okay. <laughs> i will take um, that because you, that you, is functional <laughs> you you kind of repurpose as you can uh i think uh i would love for you to just roll a performance check <laughs> unless you can argue for something else for how you put this ensemble together so we can determine uh. how and I what what I'll, I'll say is if you roll a ten or below, I get to describe your outfit <laughs> with all of my awfulness. <laughs> if you roll a ten, uh, eleven to a fifteen, you get to describe it, but I get to tweak things that you describe. And so does Asher. Okay. <laughs> if you roll a sixteen and above on this performance check. You get to describe an outfit that could be one of your outfits for the future. Okay. Um, the only argument I would make is that as a healer, I do have the ability to make makeshift bandages. And I have a lot of experience ripping material in <laughs> to that effect. Yeah. Um and like essentially wrapping it in and kind of knowing how it would like oh that's why i'm letting you that's why yeah. i'm letting you have any possibility <laughs> of control over what this outfit is going to look like would that you, would that you, give you, me any sort of not i'm not even asking for advantage i would i would settle for like adding my proficiency bonus um you can say no <laughs> i think that seeing but your that's the best of my that's the best I can think of on Trixie's to plead her case. I think I seeing your face like at the most, you you're just like Trixie looking at her outfit is going to appeal to Asher or Tanzanite's sense of um compassion. So I'm going to have Asher roll an insight check. I'm gonna have Tanzanite roll an insight check. And if either of them roll a 20 or better, they will they have the opportunity to do something to assist, which will give you advantage. <laughs> okay. You're not getting anything from Tanzanite. Hey! <laughs> uh, Chess, by the way, when you log in, you've got to take over these dice rolls because I've been rolling that one after that one after that one. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you said 21, Jace? Yep. So yes, uh, Jason, you see this perturbed panic in Trixie's eyes and you know her history with her mother and the costumes just through the storytelling you've had over campfires and life as a group of friends on adventures together um, and you can see that this is the panic that sets in when she sees her mother coming at her with a bunch of packages um, do you what what do you offer her if anything um, okay, I'm going to get like my buckle toed shoes or whatever the hell they're called on and then uh <laughs> um go over to her and just like 
look at it and then uh because she's tricksy i'm gonna i would like to like try to make some adjustments that will improve function without ruining form does that make sense like mm -hmm. because yeah. she's tricksy and obviously doesn't care that much about what it looks like so um i think so it'd be more important to her that she's able to like kick and flip and do things in it okay so you take time um in this moment in this space to help her, trixie recreate her outfit and trixie i would love for you to think about this on our break okay what you would like to look like we're gonna take our break a little bit early in the hopes that we can get tanzanite on um we're gonna try to do some text troubleshooting with her and see if we can't get her in um but we're gonna take our break we'll be back at 20 past the hour work yeah, the dogs. Like, you know, do we want to, to do we want to take like a full half hour just to give Jess time, maybe? Um, how about we do thirty after the halfway oh, point? Yeah, yeah. thirty after That's the fine. hour. Okay. We'll do the halfway Eastern, point. Three thirty Central, yeah. two thirty Mountain, one thirty Burke. <laughs> one thirty Burke. <laughs> <Your> time. <laughs> uh, we will return. Yeah. Half past. A monkey's ass. What? Welcome back <laughs> to Probability of Demise and a series of panic attacks by yours truly as people try to turn themselves off. I hit the five out. button on my mouse. Um, I'm having problems with my audio now, so I'm going to have to reset my headset, but it is time for our beautiful and gorgeous and amazingly talented and magical humans to perform the commercial. <sighs> Hello. Hi. <laughs> That's how it works like fear as, as I blew the thing up. <clears throat> All right. Hey, bag of holding owners. Are you not into spring cleaning? Or what about fall, summer, and winter cleaning for that matter? Don't you hate it when you reach in for a breath mint or a sacred relic and your hands come out covered in dirt, dust, or goop? Sometimes it gets so gross in that pocket dimension that you just want to throw the bag away and buy a new one. But bags of holding are expensive. You can't afford to just buy a new one every time the severed head of your enemy sits in the void of your bag a little too long and starts to decompose. And now you don't have to. If your bag of holding is just sitting around collecting dust, you need Grand's Groomba. At Grand's Brand, we understand that the only thing you hate more than a dirty bag of holding is cleaning. That's why we've invented Grand's Groomba, the magical mini-construct that sucks on every level and cleans your entire pocket dimension until it shines. The Groomba nice. can clean up almost any mess, including dirt, dust, mud, oil, dung, mold, mildew, blood, <laughs> intestines, splattered brains, oozes, expired poisons, that lunch you forgot from last month, lich goo, that doggy bag from the tavern that you asked for even though you knew you'd never eat it, and more. <laughs> if you want to clean up messes, 
you just have or oh darn it. If you wanted to clean up messes, you'd just have kids instead of being an adventurer. Instead, clean up your bag of holding with Grand's Groom but today. Warning, do not leave Grand's Groom unattended outside. Nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, tripped over at the end. Almost made it. Well done. Oh, that was though. brilliant. That was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Sucks in every way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god, that was great. Oh, that was yeah. absolutely brilliant. Oh uh, god. Yeah, welcome back to probability the probability of demise, or as I'm going to call it, loud rain on the window. Um I don't hear it. That's beautiful thing about nice mics, I guess. Um <laughs> I want to put my mic up on it because I feel like this is like the craziest, angriest rain I've heard in a while. But uh, welcome back. It looks like we have not been able to reconnect with Tanzanite. So um, Jess has some technical difficulties and I am going to <laughs> ask that Asher and Trixie, or actually Larissa and Jason, one of you, if one of you could pilot Tanzanite for the next thing because... Um, I, I got a lot of other things I got to do. Okay. So would either of you be willing to, or you can collaboratively be in charge I'll, of it? I'll take a whack at it. Take a whack at it. All right. So let's start off just before we took our break, a longer break that we definitely, I enjoyed at least. Um, we had a moment of waking up. With a long rest. I mean, what a gift. You got a long rest as well. Uh, waking up in a very strange place, given where you just were. Um, there were clothes laid out for you, seemingly tailored or adjusted for your bodies. Um, Asher and Tanzanite dressed in theirs. Um, Trixie adjusted hers. And I would just love to hear, Trixie, what this looks like. But first, I need you to make that roll. You can have advantage on the performance roll, but I definitely need you to have that roll first. Hang on. Puppy time. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a close-up cam for them. I know. They, um, don't, they don't sit in one spot long enough. We need like a drone to follow them around. Yeah, exactly. Or at least a motion sensor camera. Ooh, performance, right? Yep. And you're rolling with advantage? Oh, okay. That's what Asher gave you. Good. Well, I mean, the first one was fine. The second one was shit. Like, natural one. Um, that would be an, uh, a natural 20. Okay, so you can go ahead and describe what this outfit looks like. If you want positive input from somebody, you can ask for it. But otherwise, this is fully your... You describe what's happened to this outfit. Okay. So, um, I'm going to kind of walk back the idea of the bandeau just because I feel like if I end up moving it might slip down so we're going to do a little bit more of just a very simple like wrap around and then like a halter situation and then a wrap around and then a halter situation and then a tie it off very simple nothing like fancy by any means but effective um in terms of bottoms, I'm thinking like a like a traditional tie slash Khmer pant, something that is essentially uh, knee length, um, and then it would just have like a strip that comes from the back, <laughs> avoiding my tail, and tucks in the front, keeps keeping the 
fabric separated, um, but loose enough that I can kick in it. And it's it's whatever the colors of the under clothes were. I'm assuming they were probably like grays and blacks. Yes, yes. There, there have been no color in any of these um, pieces of clothing that anybody's been putting on. Um, been yes. So, but high it's quality not going fabrics, to be but very, very um, like high quality. I think you're sitting there wondering where they've come from because these would be rare and expensive in Overton and Underton. Um, not oh, yeah. something that Grand's brand delivers very successfully. <laughs> uh, all right. So, with that, you are equipped, you are well equipped with your clothes. Um, and you're in harness. this room, you do have that harness. Uh, Asher, there was a holster both for your drum and for your uh, pistol. Um, but no drum or pistol? But no drum or pistol. Okay. Uh, and for Tanzanite as well, there was a, a kind of back sleeved mace holder of sorts that also looks like it could hold a shield but no shield or mace. And as you wait for a while, like feels like a while at least, eventually you start to hear the same sound of footsteps as you heard before when you were in that dark space and there was a splash of goo everywhere and you were falling asleep but now these footsteps sound crisper and it isn't long before there's a knock at a door that didn't seem to have been there before you came up. Almost like an illusion being banished. The knocking seems to summon the vision of what's actually there. Hello? You hear no response. I'm going to like sneak up next to the door. I don't know which side it's going to open to, but I'm, I don't think I can tell that, right? Um, do a quick perception check just to... 16? Yeah, you can tell. It's got a knob. And so... Okay, so I, I line up so that I would be behind the door if it oh, if it happens to open towards us. <laughs> um, and like most bedroom doors, you assume that it does open inward. Um, you know what they say about it. But assuming? again, <laughs> there's another knock. I'm just going to go open the door. You go up and open the door. And you look at eye level at first, expecting to see something, and you see nothing. As you look down, you see a hand. Like thing? Just disembodied Just hand? Disembodied hand sitting there. Is One finger a, raises up. Is it a robot hand or a human hand? It or looks like at some point it was humanoid. But it is bedraped and bedazzled with rings and on the short stub of a wrist bracelets. Uh, there's also one ring is connected to another ring by a gold chain. There's lots of jewelry all over it. 
Um, there's a disembodied hand that wants us to come with it. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. I'm just, I'm watching him. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. Hey! <laughs> she lives! Hello. Uh, flip. Flop. You muted, though. Branding. I'm so sorry, everyone. Hello. Technology oh. today said nope. <laughs> Technically, Spectrum did, but that's not your fault. Nope. We're still not even really sure because Spectrum was like, there's not an outage. And I was like, he's not working. He's <laughs> not working. It's got to be something. Oh, well, In which case, uh, it, very much. Yeah. It, that's gonna be my next step is getting a new one of those. Why do I look like I have? We actually have one like you can a, have. Looks like I had like a like a pulled my hair <laughs> over. Just talk to yeah, us like after. I'm we, bald. Have, we have a spectrum router you can have. Mm -hmm. you want one? Okay. Well, we'll figure all those things out after the. the, the, the <laughs> Hello, thing. everyone. But I need to get uh, just a little bit caught up on what I've done to her. Um, you are dressed in. Shades of gray, let's call it 50 shades of gray. Uh, <laughs> a gown. Uh, you woke up without any of your equipment on you. You've had a long rest. Uh, and there was a moment we were naked you and you saw me naked. Later. You should review that later. You should rewatch the first half of the show. Uh, but at this moment, you, Trixie, and Asher are at the door where a disincorporated hand corporeal, but it's not attached to a body, bedecked and bejeweled in rings and bracelets, as Asher just said, seems to be beckoning you down. You have no weaponry, none of your uh, materials, and you're literally in the dress that was provided. Behind you are three further. or four poster I, beds. I touched a book that the witch dropped when it died, and not just all that. And then we woke up. Well, that was in, in the room. chair, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> so everyone is in this like kind of garb without their stuff. Well, Trixie reworked her outfit. Ah, there were uh, there were hoops and a bustle. You are wearing it hoops and a bustle. Mm -hmm. I um, want to amend the end of my dream because I had a better dream thought when I let's retroactive it. Oh, and Tanzanite. <laughs> Asher, go ahead and... Re uh, so the end of my dream, like, as that, then. all of those things I was talking about were happening. Um, <laughs> Ash, well, Asher had a dream that him and Tanzanite were getting married. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was our reaction, too. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm going to say the end of that dream is, um, say they're, like, outside... Like getting married, like maybe like in under ten, like at the edge of like a cliff that goes down into the dark or something, and then um, it starts to glow red, and then you see like five sets of eyes in the darkness, and then that's when Asher wakes up. Nice. Oh, I like that change. That that makes it because Asher's afraid of Tiamat eating all his friends. Yep. Totally get that. So, after being knocked unconscious by the spell that was triggered, um, you were brought into a, a space stripped of all of your gear and stuff and laid into a very comfortable, very decadent four-poster bed. Um, and what I said to everyone before I told them that's where they were waking up is that what would it look like for Tanzanite to have a dream in this moment, in this space, having 
delved into this this uh, room and having uh, gone into the um, experiences that Ted Snipes had going from this privileged underton uh, young woman to a, a, an adult really who's got responsibilities all across the world to now a god-elect um, now being attached to shadows, her mother apparently abandoning her and her siblings, um, her father missing somewhere, who knows? Uh, no straight answers have been forthcoming truly. Uh, being viewed as a person of respect and responsibility by so many, um, having to care for and try to seek to understand the needs of a group of followers. And someone who early on in these adventures gained a new friend and lost them to responsibilities so quickly when Bonnie didn't slip through time like the rest of you did. All of this kind of coming crashing down on Tanzanite as she's having this dream. And what is that dream or what type of dream do you think Tanzanite might have? I don't, I'm not sure why, but we'll go, we'll go with this. I had two kind of images pop into my head of sort of things like boulders, giant rocks falling and like me catching them or trying to catch them and hold them up. And at the same time, like maybe my shadows coming up and trying to grab at me to also like pull me down and like battling both of those things. I don't do that. that. So kind of a, a dynamic tension between you and things you might be reaching for and things that might be pulling you back and, and just that tension that you're. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, how does that dream end? Um, Remember, dreams are weird, so you can embrace that. Trixie was literally being adjudicated for being a pirate queen in her dream. And in her dream, you turned on her and, and were able to convince the court that she was a pirate queen. And then her father turned on her as well. Yeah, mine was a nightmare, by the way. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so amazing. <laughs> Figured you'd appreciate um, it. <laughs> I feel like out of the shadows, all of like my friends. So like Trixie and Asher and Bonnie and then slowly other people that we've met would like come out of the shadows and it would seem like we're starting to beat whatever this is that's happening. And then just as it's like about to 
we're about to win, it looks as though we're about to be crushed, maybe, and then I wake up. As you are about to be crushed and you look up at one of these boulders coming towards you, it's not a boulder. It's your mother's face on a spider's body with fangs. Stupid dreams. And she's going to bite your head off, and that's when you wake up. Mommy? So your scream's in unison. You get dressed. No biggie deal. Everything's fine. Nobody talks about their dreams, by the way. Asher's just very pointedly not making eye contact with Tanzanite. That's all. (laughs) Ah. Yeah, you did catch a glimpse of Asher naked for a bit. Um, You slipped off the... Uh, exactly. You slipped <laughs> off the other side of the bed and there was like that little anime moment of like the nosebleed. Like, did I need to see that? I did glimpse. Okay, moving on. And Oh no, I'm naked too. I'm going to slip over here and get some clothes on. And um, The door the, the door was knocked on. Uh, Trixie came up to the corner of the door to be ready. It knocked again. People waited a moment. It knocked again. Asher opened the door, and there's that hand. Uh, the choices are yours. Does anybody want to come with me if I follow this stupid hand? I mean, this perfectly nice and friendly hand. <laughs> the hand not. is less than expressive. Like We're used to things like the Adams Family hand and other things like that. This hand just seems to be patiently waiting there. Fingers. Sorry. <laughs> I just realized I was like slightly tilted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm realizing I really need a ring light. Like a, not a blue computer screen. <laughs> okay. So are you all following Asher yeah, or are you? I'm going to go and I guess I hope you guys are following me. Yes. I peek around like to confirm what he's saying so that my brain can actually like process because in my mind I'm thinking like a bloody hand uh, and then I go awesome not weird at all this is a great idea and then I just follow okay uh, yeah you follow the hand down and as you um, make your way down a hallway and then there's a spiral staircase ahead. The hand kind of leaps up to the bal- or to the railing, and you see um, fine wood, fine materials all throughout this space. Could I have? Let me see what I need you all to do. Could I have you um, just go to double check so I don't have any problems? Could I have you all roll um, an investigation check? Mm. Investigation. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, I need to figure that out what. a natural one. Oh no. <clears throat> all right. Five. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh my god, we 
And then I think it's plus seven. Aren't you special? No, that can't be right. Oh, investigation. No, not. So 13 for me. We're doing well. Beautiful. So you, yes, you, you see this gorgeous inlaid wood, um, the, the curving staircase goes down to marbleized tile, um, and the hand moves along that railing and, and you go down. And as you go down, you, your eyes are drawn up and you see a chandelier filled with crystal Ooh. glimmering in the middle. This looks like a very well-appointed and expensive space to be in. Um, you eventually make your way to a dining room and at the entry to the dining room. And you know it's a dining room because the doors are folded open and they are accordion-style folds, but ornate. Like everybody who's at there and has an accordion-style closet door wishes they had something that was as presentory and gorgeous as these folding doors are. And they're open to, to create a space between the stairwell, which is in itself an opulent space, and a cozy but large dining room. It looks like it could easily seat 20 people. Um, and in the middle is a chandelier again, but this one is lit with candlelight, creating a nice bright splash of, of color, which is kind of the first color you've seen aside from the browns of the wood. And standing on the wall on either side, incongruously, incongruously, incongru the word that I can't think of how to say it right now, uh, are two beings dressed in what would be considered formal wear, um, not as high quality as the one the Asher has been dressed in. Uh, but these beings, their eyes are wrong. Their flesh is gray. It's kind of rotted. And you can see that as you walk into the room, one of them, just a little bit of drool, leaks from their mouth. Yep. Great idea. Mm. I'm going to pull an Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hello there. <laughs> um, there is no visible response from the two beings at the wall or the hand. And in fact, when you look for the hand, it appears to be gone. I don't like it. I would like to uh, look and see whether they're armed in any way, any visible way. Uh, roll and perception check. Net 20. Net 20? Mm -hmm. uh, there doesn't appear to be anything physical in terms of weaponry, but your keen eyes still spot something that truly might be worse than any weapon. The one that's drooling, you can see the faint edge of its teeth and they're sharp, razor sharp looking, like not sharpened teeth sharp, but like natural predator 
razor sharp teeth. You also notice that their hands, while currently held fairly demurely, don't end in fingernails, but they end in jagged claws. And you even note that what might first be mistaken as a pair of shoes are in fact not, and that there are, again, claws at the ends of their feet, which are, for the most part, bare. I just kind of, kind of quietly say, not like under my breath, but as an aside to both Asher and Tanzanite, I wouldn't recommend getting in a hugging contest with either of them. I don't even want to get close enough to smell it, much less hug it. A lot of sharp, pointy things attached. Um, do you just stand there at the entrance, or...? Um, I'd be like, hey, do you have our other clothes? Because we had stuff... Again, there's no response to, from the two beings. Hmm. Um, there we sit. We're not sure I want to eat anything that's going to this place. There's still no sounds. I turned to Tanzanite. I was like, is there, are these like <coughs> something along your lines or <sighs> something else? Like, is there a way that you can tell what they are? Can, can I take a step in and give like the slightest bit of like a bow of the head and say hello and try to see if I can recognize maybe like what they are what or maybe even like with my history of like fancy dining <laughs> maybe I know what I'm supposed to do um so that two different things going on uh you do know through your magic that you can, through your channel divinity, um, recognize if something is living or dead. Oh, so that'd be features. Yeah, and ooh, you yes. Even, <laughs> um, you even have the ability to. Uh, really destroy undead as well. So if you choose to, and I'm, this is up to you, decide exactly what you're doing with this, this moment. Um, but as an action, you can know the location of any undead within 60 feet that isn't behind total cover and that isn't protected from divine divination magic. So you do have that through the eyes of the grave. Yeah, I definitely will use one of those. As you um, begin to channel this, you realize that this isn't the only 
pair of dead creatures. And these are very much dead creatures in this space. Um, but you recognize that there is something just past the other door, a, a crowd of some things, and one seems fairly robust in its presence. Um, and then there's uh, several others that feel on par with the two that are here. And these are minor beings. Um, but now that you've stepped within the room, one of those presences that was on the other side, a presence that uh, seemed to be waiting for your or somebody's approach into the space, opens up another door that didn't really seem to be there before that moment when the door began to open and it, it drew your attention there. And you see a creature that seems to be normal of head, torso, arms, a normal human, a normal Overton human. But its legs aren't there. Instead, what you see is shadowy tentacles. And it floats forward, bows to you, and you hear a rasping, clotted voice say, Please sit. We will dine soon. Uh, any allergies? Um, I'm Dietary bit, limitations? I'm a little bit allergic to waking up naked with no idea where I am. So if you could fill me in on that, that'd be great. The master will be down soon. All right. Um, I'm going to turn to the other two and just be like, they're definitely undead. And maybe we should go along for now. But on our toes. And don't actually eat anything. <laughs> um, okay. Do you sit down at the table, Trixie? Yes, I, I will tentatively sit down. Asher tentatively makes a seat. Um, are you sitting at one corn, one end together, or are you sitting? What What is the setup of the other people thus far? Or there are, they are no. There's no one sitting. There are the two creatures that are about halfway down the length of the dining room. There's the tentacled, shadowy tentacled in, individual at the far end of the room. But nothing else in this room is is a mobile creature that you recognize, and none of them are sitting. Mm. Maybe we stick together. Yeah, I'm gonna. Is there like a two? Are there like two seats on the the ends of the table, like head head table seats? Um, there's none at the actual end that's closest to you. There is a table at the other side head of the table. Um, and then there are seats just along the way. I'm going to go sit at that seat. At the other end? Yeah. As you walk past the ghoul, because you have to walk past the, the creature to, to get to the other end, you smell the foulness 
but moving further past, there's something burning on the table that clears the air a bit. And so you realize that the, the foul smell has been pretty localized to just around those creatures. There's something else here counteracting, but you could definitely smell the rot as you make your way over there. Um, the being who came in to greet you pulls the chair back. I it doesn't seem to be nod. on the ground at all. It's just floating there. It's so weird. So as you nod, it gestures to the other two with hands to offer the other two seats near the head of the table. But we, I will sit at ten tonight's left. Okay. And I'll flank the other side. Right. <clears throat> But I'm not going to, like, sit in the chair. I'm going to sit and then have my, like, knees up. Like squat in the chair. Kind of, like, squat ready. Well, more just, like, almost like I'd be, like, hugging my knees. I just, like, it's like a comfort move kind of thing. Like, I'm not, I don't plan on eating, so I'm not, like, scooting up to the table or anything. I'm just sitting. Is there, like, silverware and plates and stuff on the table? Not at this moment. Uh, there is a nice fine tablecloth, but there are no eating implements at the table. Uh, even as you're kind of settling yourself and organizing, you 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 are aware of the being. It's just it's hard not to be aware of the being that is floating along, and it floats back to that door that had appeared, and goes behind. It just kind of like slides off into the wall, and then it, the door slides back as it moves beyond. And you catch a glimpse, a brief glimpse of several other creatures similar to it, but seeming to be lesser in their presence, a little less uh, decorous, so to speak. And you wait for a little bit. It's uncomfortable because of the two beings that are kind of looming over the space. And that one that drooled is like, it's that, you know, like how a dog if it's really got a treat ahead of it and that drool just keeps growing, this one continues to drool. And it's getting to the point of just really getting on your nerves when the um, entry that you came through is suddenly clattering close. But as it clatters close before it fully shuts, uh, being steps forward through the closing uh, shuttered doors and not dissimilar to the creature you saw upstairs, um, except you can see some differences and the differences are really related to Tanzanite's people. You can see the elfin style ear. Uh, you can see the, um, there's a healthier cast to its features. It's dressed in the finest of robes. Um, it's got this ridiculous mantle behind it as a, in a cape that just flows down very much a show of wealth that doesn't, it seems very incongruous with, with like, just like the utter, deadness of its face where living creatures have mobility of their face this really does not have any 
and it steps forward and does a little half bow to you. And then its voice comes, welcome. I do apologize for how things have transpired. But it has been so long since I've had guests and I am overjoyed to offer you a meal as well as thanks. Um, my name is Asher and this is Trixie and Tanzanite. Asher, pleasure and, to meet you. And you are? Trixie, a joy. Tanzanite, you bring back old times that I'm sure are well beyond the scope of your years. And you were saying, young man. Um, and your name is? Ah, I seem to have forgotten the need for names. You may call me Odie. I am the proprietor of this place, and I welcome you to my home. May I express my thanks for the lesson you taught my young protege? Are you talking about that skeleton dude upstairs? Or In wherever that was? <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. The foolish young can make such ridiculous assumptions about what various paths provide them. And sometimes they need to be reminded that immortality does not mean forever. And you just see him kind of like grin. And there's a a, a, a hardiness to the grin that's really creepy because to get a grin on a morbid face is to crackle and crack the skin that has desiccated and dried. I think um, we would all be more comfortable if we could have our stuff back before we eat. Oh, I do apologize. We put it in the armory, as is our custom. I will have it. And he reaches up both hands at the same time and snaps. And the two creatures that have been standing at the wall turn and walk back behind him towards that accordion-style door. The door flickers open, and they two creatures trudge. And you can see that now they're in their, that they're in motion, that they're not exactly sophisticated in their movements thriller, in, thriller. In, <laughs> in holding still they were very much uh, uh obnoxiously annoyingly looming but as in motion they they shamble and they shamble and shudder their way out the door it should be but a moment my apologies thank you um so how are you connected with the um, collider and the the 
facility that we were in and how does that relate to this place? The strange contraption that opened the dimensional rifts, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Ah, a brilliant moment for artificers everywhere to have actually mastered mechanics to such a level that they did not need magic. There was no weave on this planet until they opened up that portal to my and other places. Uh, I have remained in case others come through to welcome and to forbid. Right. Um, and where, where are you from? Oh. Well, my people are from, and you see his eyes track to Tanzanite. A realm that you seem to have some connection to. And he's eyeing the shadows that are actually cloistered closer to your body in this moment. It's okay. <laughs> I have also been here thwarting a few other visitors, but it seems that in recent years, and especially the last month, there have been few to no visitors at all. Who uh, are you thwarting? Who is who is the enemy that you're trying to keep out? Uh, it varies. Uh, some we let through. There was a gorgeous coven that we let in, and definitely they they had all their papers in order, and we appreciate their joining us in this world. Uh, their contract will be up in only a few centuries, so that's quite a coup. I don't say so myself, although I am sorrowful to lose them after so many millennia. And then there are those we don't want crossing. Foul creatures that don't, well, they wouldn't last here if they made it, but they think they can, as you know, it's one of those things. Uh, one did get through recently, terrible. It was just a few years ago. Slipped right past my guard. Apparently they've been summoning, because I can feel the rifts opening all over this planet, this great, wonderful planet. But they've been summoning in others of their kind, and, well, I did what I could, but wasn't within my realm of control. Are you talking about the Gisserai? No, you've met some gifts, or have you met any gift Yankee? Because those we don't want around. I don't think so. Ah, well, the Zerai, despite not being quite as accepting of my people, they do for the worlds as anyone should and try to care. How Just, do you uh, feel about dragons? Well, there are a diverse array of such creatures. Did you have something in particular? And you can see he looks a little bit nervous. Let's say black dragons. How do you feel about black dragons? 
they're fine on their own as long as they're not messing around and crafting layers in places that they do not belong. What about red dragons? Idiots. Awful. Awful idiots. Uh, green? Mmm. A bit more sly, but they get easily riled at the littlest things. I once sought to have a companion of another's young and that clearly threw them for a loop and it was not what I expected. I still want my own pet Dracolich. You've um, heard any candidates recently? No, sorry. Oh, dreams that I will continue to harbor. Um, and then, uh, have you ever heard of Tiamat? For a still-faced creature, its face goes even stiller and its body seems to go still. Uh, shouldn't we save these conversations for after dinner? Inside uh, check. Let's not disturb <laughs> our... Go ahead and roll. Let's not disturb our... Joys. 26. Oh. Crap. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to message this to you in okay. uh, private. Because uh, this is, you've hit one of those points. These are whispers. <laughs> so, very, very secrety. Um, I don't do them often, but when I do. <laughs> Um, Got it. As <laughs> I see you too cannot talk and type at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say two different things simultaneously because that's harder. I can talk if I'm typing the same thing. Right. But once I'm trying to say different things, it just gets messy. Yep. So as you are sitting there, um, he had, doesn't seem to have done anything, but multiple doors appear to open up around the space. And there's a swarm of creatures who are um, not... Let me, let me try to describe them as best as I can. They are in what look like fine robes, except towards their feet, you can see that they end in tatters. But those, those finer robes just are kind of like they fall apart the lower they get. Um, and their fists are wrapped up in ribbons of cloth that at the hand look fresh and clean like those that you might expect a maitre d' at a very fine establishment to have over their forearm. Um, but they're wrapped around their hand, but then the closer those get to the ground, the more uh, uh, rotted the cloth appears to be. Um, and they move quick, 
for an undead type creature. Like everything else has moved slowly, including your host. Um, they definitely have that scent of rot and you can see some fairly grotesque blue boils on their faces. Yeah. But they come in and swiftly bring in food. They bring in platters, they bring in plates, they bring in uh, the utensils that beyond what you would expect to ever need in an eating situation. It's clearly there's a lot of retention here in terms of 12 different forks. Um, and the smell of the beings is awful. But as soon as they move, and they do move away unless anybody's doing anything, as they finally uh, move away, yeah? I was going to say, I wanted to just... Um, I don't know if this would be like a, a perception or investigation, but try to just look more closely at what it could be that's like nice to the growth. Like what's causing it to be closer to the floor being grosser, I guess. Um, what she's saying would, is she wants to look up their skirt. Yes. <laughs> I would like you to roll a slide of hand check to see like how obvious you are about this. Ooh, a dirty 20. Ooh, nice roll. Without seeming to garner any attention for it, you're able to kind of like peek under the hood, so to speak. Um, and it's almost as if their top half, despite those blue boils, uh, has been better preserved. And that glimpse you get of the underside, you can kind of see like the rot is worse. These seem to be better preserved than the creatures that were previously in this room that have gone to go get your equipment. They're, um, but it's kind of like, yeah, this is going to be awful. So just roll with me on this. And if you get grossed out, just take off your headset. But you know what it's like when you get that big holiday meal and there's like that large chunk of meat or something and it's too big to fit into something mm. so like a part of it ends up outside of the container that's retaining the moisture and so it's exposed in like the refrigerator to other things that might be in the refrigerator and that part grows mold first mm. and dries out and desiccates first but while the things that are inside of the container have remained somewhat more edible, still not something you want to eat, but that's what it's like. It's like a chunk of them has moldered mm -hmm. while another chunk of them has been better preserved. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it's definitely by looking obvious that they're not living. No. By looking? No, I was gonna ask something, but never mind. Um, as they whisk away back into those portals that they came through and those the 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 walls almost seem to close because there doesn't feel like there's actual doors there. Um, the 
two beings that had gone to retrieve her equipment come back. And it's strange because they're carrying two large chests in one hand each and then a larger chest between them. It's kind of like the going to the beach and you have to have the smaller cooler and then the big cooler. And, you know, so the parents end up carrying the big cooler and the two smaller coolers while the kids run off down to the ocean and they're just sitting there going like, yeah, such is life. There's a little bit of that kind of like look to this kind of montage as the two of them trudge in slowly with the small chest each in one arm and the larger chest between the two of them. And they bring it in and they set it down uh, behind uh, you, Asher. And as they set that larger chest down and then the smaller chest, they open it. You can see all of your gear is in there. Um, Now that your items are within reach, might we enjoy this meal? And the being that's there, still maintaining distance from you, sits itself down on a side of the table that's maybe a quarter of the way from the opposite end from you. Like it's trying its best to give you space. But there's also just like a tiny bit of a feeling without rolling anything for it, a tiny bit of feeling of like this thing feels lonely and it just wants to hang out with you all. But it's a creepy lonely. And the two other creatures slowly trudge back to that entryway and walk out of the room. So, um, do you know the robots upstairs? Or do I know that word, robots? Would I actually know that word? Sure. Yes. uh, Mechanical people upstairs. (laughs) Oh, those aren't mechanical people. I'll, I'll tell you, if we met a true mechanical being, those are quite impressive. Honestly, though, I was afraid that those were amongst those who are the mechanoids. But as luck would have it, there's some sort of simple construct with a bit of an advanced, I I honestly thought a preserved brain might be within them and turns out not to be true. I did apologize to the one that I... It didn't seem to make a difference, and they've been at odds with us ever since, but it didn't matter terribly much. My apprentice managed to hold them off, and uh, it made no difference since the area upon which the rifts have been opening has been down here. Hmm. Well, I think... uh... The reason the rift stopped opening in the last month is because the machine is broken. They were asking us to help them repair it. Oh, so if it's repaired, the rifts will continue. Apparently. But if it's let go, the rifts will stop opening. Oh, you can see an an affective change come over this being. Uh, 
So do you have a preference one way or the other? Either way is fine. Absolutely fine. Things can go on as they are. Things could change. How, How long have you been down here? The first rift wowed my protege through 2,000 years ago. And then the young idiot summoned me. Desperate times, those. Desperate, desperate times. Hmm. So, you weren't here during the old world, the old earth, I think they called it? (coughs) Oh, you mean back when your your predecessors, your older versions of what you are, threw around stones at each other? I read about it, but no, no. Hmm. Okay, um... Anybody else want to chime in here? (laughs) Did you know your people used to fly? They did that for only a few years before they stopped. So interesting moment in history. You mean like in a machine or in just on their own? These strange metal tubes. They all were headed down here to this continent and then stopped Hmm. stopped just when things were starting to get good too it was interesting what what was interesting what did you mean by that it's almost (laughs) like the more rifts they opened down here which I did make some mistakes along the way, the less effective the lifestyle became for them. So it appears that where we came from has been out of service a long time. What do you do here? As I said, I managed the rifts that open and allow those who can through and try to keep those out who shouldn't. What makes you the authority? I make myself the authority. Who else would handle this? Your predecessors had no idea what they were facing and unfortunately very few of them and she and the 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 being looks very closely at you trixie very few of them understood just what they had unleashed so if you so I have a hypothetical question. If you had to hang out for a whole day 
with Bahamut or Tiamat, which one would you pick? You can see its face at the mention of Tiamat twitch a little bit. Um, and I do not know this Bahamut, but... Bahamut. I say wrong. I would love nothing more than to have been able to fix my mistake when there was that release of arcane energy not so long ago. What mistake did you make? There were several rift openings all at once here and all over your world and I should have prioritized that awful monsters. But instead I was too focused. Focused on? Oh, please, please finish your meal. Enjoy the food. Does the food like look okay? Uh, roll yeah, a wanna, perception check. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to look. Or an investigation check or whatever you would be doing to understand the food. Roll that. So, like, if you're, like, trying to determine if it's poisonous or not, roll a medicine check. If you're trying to determine whether or not it is. Uh, I'm just going to do a general perception. 18. Okay. It appears to be. Pretty standard food to you, Asher. Um, you, the smell is good. It's not the best. I mean, you grew up in a tavern that was renowned for really good food when the cook could take his time. And a lot of patrons who just wanted fried junky food. Um, you have had really good meals there and you've had crappy meals. And this is somewhere in between. Um, it's maybe a little bit more heavily spiced than you would have done or that most people you know, like just by the scent alone. Like where there's garlic, there's garlic. Where there's turmeric, there's turmeric. Where there's uh, some red pepper flake, it's a lot of red pepper flake. Just like a little heavy on the spices. Okay. I'm going to ask... Uh... Like pick up something and just be like, so where do you uh, source this food from? And I had a 21 in medicine. Okay. Specifically poison and yeah. what it may do to um, us. You you almost pull out like a litmus test. Swipe it across sort of type of feel like you just you're just checking. One minute, you're, please. <laughs> you're moving things. You you have a little bit of you have like a small tiny vial of blue tea extract and you just like let it drip quietly without anybody noticing um, with your previous uh, sleight of hand check and you see no no danger maybe a little high on the acids but not in a dangerous to the body sort of way no Asher gets acid reflux just like his player <laughs> um, and what did you say again Asher before where did he get these sourced? How did yeah, I asked where they source their food from. Well, um, as you might guess, it has to come from unconventional sources. So I have Darrow, 
summer forth. Is the best magic can offer, which is quite a bit more than it used to be, uh, though I didn't entertain as many guests back then. I'm a, I'm a eat a bit. It tastes like really good food. As you bite into uh, whatever piece of the food you're you're biting into, it's a. Uh, yeah, it's a little overly spiced. I'm going to, uh, Romeo and Juliet, I'm going to also eat the poisonous food and die with Tansmite. <laughs> you bite into it. It, it. it tastes as you expected based on your observation of it. Um, you're like, ooh, a little hot in the spices. Um, but, you know, even like the, the, there's a, like a yogurt dip. And even that, you can smell that there's a little too much garlic in it. And it, you have this like garlic chicken wing. You're like, oh, I really want to dip garlic in garlic and make it. Ooh, what's on the otherwise it's chicken wing, chicken wing, chicken wing. Okay, but yeah, the food is actually fairly good. Um, and as you start eating, uh, your you see in front of you wine goblets appear and s- slowly fill with wine on their own. Well. Uh, this was a bit trickier. Just be aware. Let's smell the wine. It smells like wine, but it smells like like you've been living at a tavern that gets higher quality wines and ales and other things like that. Not like super high quality. It's not like you're getting fancy dining. It's not undertonian levels of of beverages it's where the house they. Red. It's not even a house red. It's more like... It's a boxed red. It's not even that good. It's more it's a little bit more like Boone's this farm. family had their little uh, <laughs> distillery that they were trying out, and mm. it, it functioned. It's toilet wine. It's better yeah. than toilet wine. It is better than toilet <laughs> wine. But it's definitely homebrew. Well, uh, thanks for the meal. Um, for providing all of this. Of course, of course. It's and been for, so long since um, I've entertained. And for and picking I'm us sure. up upstairs when we were passed out and not murdering us. That's very nice of you. Oh, I would, I do apologize for that. And I would never, well, I would, but you aren't the sort that I would. And we may have some alignment in things. I've just not been able to bring myself to ask. Ask away. I'm an open book. You can just feel roll her eyes. Who? Trixie. You can just feel Trixie roll her eyes at at you. At the the leash? At Asher. At at Asher. Asher. Um, You See it closes. You've done me a favor already by bringing my protege down a peg. And based on his access to souls recently, he will not be coming back in the way he thinks he will. But now I'm down one of the fodder I was going to use to deal with 
my mistake. And I'm hopeful that you might join my coterie towards resolving this problem. Are you, are you talking about Tiamat? Again, it shudders. <laughs> yes. Well, just so happens we belong to an alliance of people who are allied against Tiamat. Your surface communities have banded together. Mm-hmm. Some. Some of them. But they were so... 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 Selfish? Oh, there was that as well. Basic. Well, you said it's been a couple thousand years. Things change. Asher's very convincing. But I sent out my scouts a hundred years ago, and your beings were still rudimentarily... You had no access to the Arcana. I, you are the first, like, truly imbued with such deep powers and have really embraced the rift-breaking... I, and he looks directly at you, Trixie. Or they look directly at you, Trixie. It's like, I mean, your entire being is suffused with the raw powers of the universe. And he looks at Asher. Your brain has been rewired by the weave. And then he looks at Tanzanite. And you are, quite frankly, frighteningly in touch with realms beyond your realm. Thank you. <laughs> are you saying that your people have all become as you are? Um, no, not all, but no, it's not, not all. It's, Different levels. It's more common than it used to be. You. You mean to say that there might be a reliable source of... Oh, well, this changes everything. Source well, of what? Of support. Insight? Go ahead and roll. Can I... Can 19. I oh, sorry. Nope, never mind. Um, yeah. Uh, again, somebody talk. Chat amongst yourselves for a second. <laughs> don't, don't have us have empty air while I try to type at the same time. Let's see. Um, I just want to make sure that the original wasn't a reliable source of bodies for me to bring back. <laughs> um, wait, remind me where he, the, it's sitting in comparison to us. Quick. Just Halfway like. Halfway down the table length from you. Like, it's a quarter I'm away still from the, the head of the table. Okay, and I'm I'm just gonna like do this so that I can like talk out of the side of my mouth the other way so that you know Tanzanite can hear me. And I'm just gonna say something along the lines of, um, "I mean, if the portals are closed, why is he still here?" I mean, 
Um, so I feel like we should make it clear that we could probably have things to offer each other, but um, like each of our communities has their own leaders and they're not subservient to the other communities or members of the Alliance. So they're partners more than. Um, there's no hierarchy I mean, between yeah, allies. How? Why you would see me as a partner. Provided you saw us and the alliance as partners as well. I could see myself to this understanding. Provided one caveat. I wish my freedom and therefore the things above must never run again. Can you ensure that? Uh, I guess I'm not comfortable making that commitment i we haven't spoken to them we're not sure what the machine does exactly we're uh well i think i've explained what it does fairly well it opens the rifts between the worlds it's sometimes well, positive oh. but other times horrible so i guess the thing is is do you not want to return of course not uh, new spaces, new places, new challenges. And with a few exceptions, I've done fairly well at ensuring that this is a place where I can finally express my true joys. I have a question. Oh, please. The... This is the most exciting moment in the last two millennia. Question away. These skeletons that were being used by your protege that were doing his bidding, its bidding. Uh, did you or he end their lives or were they already dead before? Oh, that was long before we ever arrived here. Uh, although... It was young at that point and hadn't fully embraced its leechdom. But yes, I this was so you my haven't, old apprentice. You haven't ended anybody's live life while you were here. While I was here, well, I have ended those things that did not belong here, but. The Rashaka, they return to that place. I should head back there at some point and into them permanently, otherwise they'll just keep coming after me and mine. But I have so, no intention of doing that. Soon. I guess my question is, is what... The only, the only person's word we have on who has the authority to do what you're doing is you. Do you have... Anyone else that can support your claim? 
I, I, I understand our, our interests are aligned, but it, it seems very, uh, for example, if, if someone were to come through the portal, that could be of a better alliance in our opinion, but you disagreed as part of the alliance, would you allow them if it were to meet your end goal? I'm here because there's an uncontrolled rifting amongst the planes. And I see potential in this realm. Anything that comes in through its own power and volition after this through their own innate abilities, or leaves here for that matter to join with the multiplanes. More power to it. There are some that I will not tolerate. But there are others that would be a celebration. So I don't suppose I could answer you one way or another, except that I would prefer that this one no longer run so that I could have my freedom back. Um. I have no intention of earning the title protector of this land, wherever we're at. Um... So you want to leave this lair mansion and not come back to it? Oh, without my presence, it will probably just fall apart since it's mostly a construct. But I would love for the structure above to no longer require my presence. Okay. Um, I guess we could go up and try to make sure that they'll let you out and we could try to safely shut down that facility. Please. That is the request, the beginnings of the partnership I would seek. And as I do owe you for the lesson you taught my protege, I can offer whatever I might to support this goal. I think just having our things back and an exit would suffice. Oh. For now. Without question, and he gestures. Oh, there is um, a machine on the surface that's run by some of the other machinery down here that uh, helps to heal people that we've been, we're trying to keep that working. Well, I fear I don't understand the mechanics enough to know how or where to protect or not protect. I am not an artificer. I am I, 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 I don't think that we can necessarily shut down all of the machines that are running the place, but maybe we can retask them to fixing that instead of fixing the collider so they don't open any more rifts. I 
don't fully understand what you say. You say words that are similar to the words of the first peoples that were here as they continued to terrorize themselves with what they summoned forth, but I don't fully understand, and I will trust that you will do right to handle the situation, and should it not be successful, we'll continue the work that I have started and maintain all right protect us from this rift well uh thanks for dinner um we're gonna have ambassadors visit the people on the surface of the facility up here from our alliance to get them to join so we'll make sure that they reach out to you as well you uh well well, why don't we, and I kind of turn to Asher, I go, why don't we stop and talk to the robots on our way out and see if we can reprogram them? Okay. I grow concerned about your statements. But seeing as you, there are clearly things you don't understand that have been going on in recent days. Well, how many days has it been since we were asleep? No, you've only been asleep for, well, you were asleep for around eight hours, which seems extraordinarily long, but I remember in mortality that was pretty solid and vague, although I rarely got it. I had so much to do. And then we've been dining here. Well, you've been, since you released that sleep spell that I... I'm surprised was as effective as it was. You've been out of it down in this space for around 12 hours total, maybe, maybe a little less, 10 hours. So what do you mean by recent events? Well, around 11 hours ago, one of, and you can see his face switch back to that kind of frustration and anger, one of her minions decided to make an incursion. The people above seemed to fare decently, but they all packed up and left. Oh, no. They were headed south, and they seemed to have some sense of direction, but the scrying spell I use is not as accurate as one could wish. Okay. Uh, they might have been going for our ship. We told them where our ship was. Um, okay. Uh, so we should probably get up there and see what's going on. But, um, but you'll hold to our deal to subvert this mechanoid contraption that continues to open rifts. Correct. I, I think we can agree that it's probably not beneficial to have any more surprise guests to our world. No. As much as I was a surprise and surprised to arrive here, I fear that the surprises that have passed, that have been rejected, would be catastrophic. And one may still be catastrophic. And for that... Well, I have no idea what to do. 
Well, like I said, we'll we'll stop by if you can lead us back to where you found us. We should hopefully be able to trace our way back to the beings that were trying to fix this place and see if we can redirect their efforts somewhere else. Yes? No? Maybe? I look forward to the completion of your errand. And you may follow my right hand to your entry here. And with that, you can see his right hand literally comes off and it is very much the same bejeweled hand that guided you down. I hate it. I hate it so much. And it begins to slowly crawl towards that trifolded door. And I look, I look, (laughs) I look at the two of them. I'm like, how did we not notice that? I'm going to get up and I'm going to go over to our stuff. And then I'm just going to strip naked and put my stuff back on. (laughs) And I just look over at Dan's and I I just go. (laughs) All right. Asher is geared up. And St. Trixie, what are you I up will, to? Yeah, I'll do the same. I mean, I for the most part, I don't really have... Did I have leather armor? No, I don't... I'm, ter- I'm trying to think of what I have in terms of... I think you just had clothes. Probably. Well, she's looking. I'm going to ask, yeah. is there a room nearby where I can change? Certainly. Uh, just a moment. And you can see he kind of like rubs his forehead a little bit, reaches into a pouch with his left hand, which is all he's got <laughs> left right now, pulls out some ground up, uh, what you recognize Tanzanite as ground up diamond. Oh. Rubs it between his fingers. And as he's rubbing it between his fingers, it just evaporates. And a door appears behind your chair but there's a wall behind this door that is separated. There's just a door that suddenly appeared there. I uh, hope that will suffice. Everybody roll an investigation check again. Natural 20! 18. Eight. <laughs> okay. Trixie, you're the only one who sees this. Investigation. High enough to beat his spell DC. Trixie, as that comes into being and the, the cognitive dissonance of seeing something like that come into being, you realize that the entire space you're in is one big illusion. You are seated at a rough-hewn table. You are seated on a tree trunk that came from the swamp above. You are in a space that is just entirely... The, you can still see the faint illusion around, but this door that has been created is not really there and you've all been like there are undead creatures all around watching you all the cooking area for all the 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 cooking that's been done is a campfire sort of situation that's been like slightly upgraded and, and elevated but it's definitely been very much thrown together at the last minute to create food i don't want to know what i ate <laughs> the plates in front of you are just clay and all the food you ate 
was truly what it looked like. That is the only thing that remains unchanged. The goblet of wine that you drank from, uh, I think, Tanzanite and Asher, I don't know that Trixie ate or drank anything, is a clay mug that is just crappily thrown together, still a little wet from a dry fire. But the illusion also just shimmers there, and you can kind of vaguely see it. Um, Tanzanite, you see nothing, and, and if, as you go into that door to change your clothes, Trixie, you can see everything she's doing. And she's I'm just, just going to kind of changing in public. Yep, I go in and I change, and come back out. You done? No. Struggling with like a strap or something, and then I come out. And Trixie, I have to when keep she a says bit struggling with a strap or something, you see one of the um, creatures with the tentacles beneath, the one that actually welcomed you into the space, reach up a hand, like remembering, and then putting down their hand to say, settle back. And just, it's kind of like that, like, oh, I can help you. No, because that'll freak you out. <laughs> um, Trixie, go ahead and roll a perception check. Huh? Roll a perception check. You have dispelled the illusion for yourself, so you get to know more information if you check. Yay! Uh, <laughs> 27! <laughs> oh, crapola. Well, you get to know all the things. Um, so you can Yay! see the hand, of course. It's, it's been in the same space. You can see that there are actually three of the uh, razor-sharp teeth ghoulish creatures that were um, there um, standing around. There is uh, one really large being that uh, um, is kind of standing behind the the creature, the the leash lord that's there, um, and you can see that it looks like it started off in a similar vein or a similar life, but it failed. And what you see is. Uh, kind of like the the kind of a leash look, but it's bare at the waist and its arms are elongated with long, long claws, like very, very scary, enormous, like almost like its arms were all trying to transform into wings, but instead became just ridiculously long claws. If you think about the bone structure, what's inside of a wing, a bird wing, mm, yeah. you're kind of seeing that bared. Um, you can also see the... Um, Creatures that have that kind of like tentacly bottom or the or they, they, they've rotted from different sections, that there are um, a few of those, but there are two that shadow them all the time and appear to be a little bit more um, stealthy. Uh, but within the illusion, within the safety of their own uh, lair or sanctum, they they are walking around a little bit less like that. But they keep sinking below the surface of something where they're at. And you realize that that section is actually a swamp. Mm. And that the ones that are hovering above it are one type of being, and these others are another. There's also another very, very concerning creature. Um, the, these these This seems much more in the realm of things that Tanzanite might be aware of in the future or understanding of. Um, it is standing very much to itself. And it 
is nightmares come to life. Four times Asher's height, uh, long, long, strange ethereal horns, shadows leaking from it in all directions. And it stands at a distance from everything. And you realize that the shadows haven't been quivering in fear from the other things around here. They've been quivering. The shadows around Tanzania haven't been quivering. But they've been quivering because they can perceive this. And it freaks them out. It is a terrifying, terrifying creature. And because you can see it, I just need you to roll a willpower check. Willpower. Oh, uh, what is that called? What is the actual name for that? Wisdom saving. Wisdom saving throw. Thank you. Nine, or 18 you can feel that doom that it it pervades and you know that if you walked even within 50 feet of it you might die its aura is that palpably awful but you are able to perceive it in this point and 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 make the mental recognition and go like stay away from that being um and then finally you, you see something that seems familiar from your conversation. You see three uh, almost prototypical witches. Like your imagination of what a witch looks like, there are three of them. And they are standing at their own little cauldron off in a different location. Um, and you can see flickering illusions around them. But since you broke through this bigger illusion, it's pretty easy to pierce their illusions as well. You can see that they kind of look humanoid in shape. Um, one looks like a fox with multiple tails. One looks like a bunny rabbit with 12 ears instead of two. Humanoid-esque. And one of them looks like your people. And they th that's their, their, their magic that tries to make it look like that but they look like your prototypical witches, hags, so to speak. Like the lady in the swamp? Uh, the one does look exactly like the lady in the swamp. Um, and then the last thing you see is uh, you can see amongst them, like at their feet almost smaller than them, a ton of little grimacing little creatures with red caps that kind of drip red material to the ground and they're all poking around at various objects in their space seemingly completely unaware of where you're at or what's going on like each of these little groups of creatures for the most part aren't even looking your direction aren't even aware of you but you with that role can see everything um, hey Trixie are you okay you look a little yeah, for a for a covered being, she looks pale. I'm either losing my mind, or we really need to get out of here. Um. Also, before before Larissa forgets, because I had this thought as you were talking about how everything except for the food is a construct. Uh, I glance quickly down and then mm -hmm. I go over to the chest and I grab the rest of my clothes. 
because I realized that the clothes were also construct. Very much so. <laughs> I didn't get that. We all been walking around naked. <laughs> the illusion of clothes. Hey. I had to roll for you all for the storytelling beforehand to just like get the start of it going. And then I was like, okay, now that they've stepped out of that space and they're awake, they would be paying attention. So I'm gonna have them roll their first investigation check and none of you passed. Like, okay. So I'll wait until the next like thing that should trigger that. Okay, this should trigger it. <laughs> yeah. Um, um yeah. Uh, scary. and so as we like I, I'm just gonna say uh to our host, I was like, okay, um, can you show us the way out? Um, the hand is sitting there. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, um, let's go. And I am, I'm, I'm gonna make them Our go. <laughs> I'm gonna make them go in front of me so that they don't see me like dodging things they may not see as we. <laughs> and it's kind of creepy because the illusion really does a good job of like giving them the right places to step but where they step um around uh, a tile to get past a column that exists you see a deep pit <gasps> and where they step uh through a doorway you see rags pulled aside at the last minute by one of the ghouls that snuck up to pull aside the rags where you hear faintly the thunk of a door behind you, you realize that it's just the magic causing it to happen. It's a very constructed experience. And eventually you make your way up. Um, the set of stairs is rotten, falling apart, but is actually maybe at some point some, the same type of metal of the original spiral that you came down. Mm replicated down here or another set that was dragged down here because it's not part of this space but you can see that and you're actually walking up one of those spirals that's just been like twisted and stretched and broken and where like the runner looks like there is in the, the illusion that's where the actual steps are but either side there's no railing there's just a twisted branch that's drawn along and the hand is crawling up that twisted branch eventually you will make your way up to a door and incongruously to you, Asher and Tanzanite, this door looks like the doors that you've been opening all throughout this whole space. And you push it open and you're in that original layer covered in the black guck. The two, um, the two urns still sitting there, the book still sitting there. Um, Uh, does anybody want to try Real for that stuff again? I'm not touching it again. I don't know if I. I don't know if I have anything to put it in. Well, surely if you already touched it, the spells already happened. You'd think so. That's. I don't agree with that idea. Asher, roll an Arcana check. That's, That's a net 20. A trap spell triggered is no longer effective from your recollections. A self-rearming trap is ridiculously expensive 
and it is much more affordable simply to rearm a trap. Um, I think it should be okay. Like it, we set the trap off. It. All right. It's, you guys go stand up there, and I'll pick it up and see what happens. For Jessica, since I wasn't here, it's literally a book, right? It's like a literally tome. A tome. Yeah, there was a sleep spell trap on it that knocked us all out when I touched it. That and the two urns were inside the chair, and like the, Asher the smashed crown. it because that's what the protege was mm-hmm. tied to, essentially. So they step out beyond the Perfect. where the barricade previously existed. The yeah. robot is missing from the location it was at before. Um, and Asher, you grab the book? Yes. You pick What's- up the book? Okay, I was going to say, once you, they're safely out of the room, I was going to then grab it. Yeah, you sure. currently hold in your hand a tome. Um, you can mark it as tome from, from, oh, I need you to have something so that I can remember this one. Uh, tome of the Apprentice. Um. Once we're out in the corridor, I'm going to go, hello? You don't hear even the quiet humming that previously existed in this space. It feels very dead. Hey, what about the, before I leave this room, what about the other two, like the urns? Uh, are you going to collect those as well? Um, I'm going to be like, hey, Tanzanite, what do you think of these? <laughs> He's a death expert. I'm going check it out real fast. A Dexpert? A Dexpert. Dexpert. Uh, yeah, you, uh, are you, what are you doing to check it out? I want to just see if it's worth taking. Is it, or something like calls to my shadows. I'm sorry, are you like using your eyes of the grave thing? Or are you doing like a, are you mm, just like maybe inspecting Maybe like a religion-y it? thing? Like I want to Okay, see go ahead and it... roll your religion check. Um, eh. oh, I think it'll help. Wait, no, it's not that high. It's plus 11. I mean, that's... You, you're looking at, like, these don't seem religious in nature. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the right framework, and you're just like, I don't know what this is. These are urns. Like, yeah. in your head, you're like, these aren't urns for ashes. Mm. These are definitely not the urns that you you cremate or put remains in some religious spaces. These aren't uh, canopic in any sort. These are just urns. So you're looking at them like the designs. Nothing in this speaks to you of honoring the dead, afterlife, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Great. Can I um, can I peep my head through the door? Be like, oi, magic boy. What? They're- if anything, it's magic. All right. Uh, yeah, uh, they don't fancy. They're not. Uh, they're nothing to me. But if you want them, bring them. All right. Um, I'm just gonna slowly grab one and pick it up. Yep, you pick it up. It feels <laughs> a little heavy. Like clay jar should be like heavy, but this is heavy, heavy. Um, then I will pick up the other one. 
Same thing. It's a little heavy too. There's a little bit of a jingle in it. Yeah, you hear something rattling inside. Mm. One is heavy and leathery sounding. Okay. The other is heavy and jingly jingly. I'm going to put one down and I'm going to open one. The leathery one I'm going to open. The leathery one? You pop it open. There's a poof of little dust particles and you see a scroll. Ooh. I'm going to pop open the other one. Pop it open. You see they're glittering before you. Four large diamonds. Oh, no. You're so brilliant. <laughs> now, we, now we can all die a bunch. <laughs> We're like, Tangelite, look. Um, at a quick glance, you assess the four diamonds as about 400 gold each. Okay. I will put those in my so bag. Now, are you keeping the urns too or just the scroll and the diamonds? Um, do you think we need to keep these jars? Mm, no. I got <laughs> what's in them. I say, hang on. <laughs> I take each one and I put it down. And then I'm just going to swing at both of them with my shovel. <laughs> Trixie, I need you to roll a perception check. Sixteen. Okay, as you break both of them, you see like a crack in like a compartment in one that was not visible or available through his opening of the top. Hold up, hold up, hold up. And I walk over. I take a closer look. This is the one that had that leathery feel and sound. And there's another scroll tucked into this hidden compartment that you've just busted open. Mm -hmm. Uh... Hey. Just makes you... me touch it. I'm going to take the scrolls. I assume like Asher would have something in his backpack to like sort of wrap these up in to protect them because this is kind of I feel of like at this point if you don't already you should add a uh, a scroll holder as like something that you have in your gear. Um <laughs> There's one in the thing but you just have like a a place to tuck documents. You okay. probably had. Oh, I think it was like the Comic Con tubes. <laughs> exactly. Just. <laughs> Asher's just got this pink tubes over his back. Oh, I left my purple one back in New York City, and I'm, I'm realizing that because I'm going to be going to something in February, FanCon in Portland. If you're there, I will be hey. so excited to see you. We, uh, I'm, I'm going to get to go play with that, so I'm excited. Um, so in your inventory. Jason, can you mark down that you have a scroll of finger of death? And a scroll of instant summons. Okay. All right. I mean, we should smash the other one. <laughs> I smashed them both. She smashed both. Oh, okay. This is the only one that had anything. This is where the extra weight came from. Gotcha. The hidden compartment being the heavy part. 
the scroll is being very light. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you all make your way along the tunnel through the, just to speed things up and everything. In other words, there's nothing else interesting here. Uh, <laughs> you make your way down and you finally come across the two robots. They do not appear to be moving or functioning. The light in their eyes is gone. There's no. none of the hum of that Alexa. sound before. <laughs> Google Home, why? Um, I think they ran out of energy. Hmm. I'm gonna touch one and just cast mending and see if it does anything. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a cantrip, and you, as you do it, you, you kind of did that before to try to repair one of them a little bit, and you can see a little bit more repair occurring, um, but no glow comes. It's No sound from within them. Well, they definitely won't start the machine. Yeah. I feel bad, though. I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, we were going to help them. I feel like the... Okay, so what was it with your face down there? You were like... Me? Yeah, you were freaking out when we were walking out. Um... Do you really want to know? Are you, are you, let me just, are you sure you want to know? Yes. Uh, I'm not, I'm not sure I want, I want to know. I am scared of you saying that. Okay. Um, I you, you just whisper. I was just going to like influence our decision to help him. I feel like this might be information we need. Um, I mean, I think we kind of have a general understanding of what he is already. It's more just perhaps the company he keeps um, and the fact that literally, literally everything we saw was an illusion and now I can't unsee everything that was actually there that was being covered by that illusion. Hmm. Thankfully, for the most part, both of you had clothes on by the time I saw that. <laughs> because the... <laughs> and I, instead of doing this, I go, clothes we all had on were not actually clothes. Um... Also, that lady from the swamp was down there. Um, Which, she, FYI, you both, even saying her name, saying that lady or referencing her, Trixie and Asher, you both feel like her place was home. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that overrides the, 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 the big oh. scary horn thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there were dead things everywhere. And I mean, everywhere. So if we let him out, are we just like unleashing an army of the undead onto the planet? Because that's some shit we don't need right now. Um. But if his army of the undead wants to go fight Tiamat, see, that's that's the thing. Like, uh, I don't know what his idea of freedom is. Like, he he, I think he sees all this opportunity 
with our world. And I, I especially now am very concerned about what that means. Um, well, we can always send those who are more capable of negotiating to him to finalize the plan. I, I guess, but like... I mean, if we didn't see through the illusion, then... But if we, we tell offered? people there that there is an illusion, here's what we do know. Like I'm concerned now that he wasn't honest, but maybe that was because he thought we would not react well. I mean, he def definitely does not like Tiamat. Definitely not a fan. So he was being honest in that respect. So is the enemy of my enemy my friend? So long as there is that other enemy. But what about after? I hate being in charge. For this exact reason, I hate being in charge. Tanzanite. You should uh, send a message to the last surviving Gisserai and ask him if he knows about this guy. What... What should I say? Um, that we found a undead person Dude named in the, Odie. We found an undead person named Odie in the swamp, and he wants us to free him. Is do you know of him? Something I don't know. He was monitoring the rifts Gates. that were opening. I think he called them rifts, right? Yeah, but like the the to and from of them, I thought. Only the two. I mean, I, 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 it's from my understanding, and DM, feel free to correct me. It sounded like basically if anything came through that he didn't approve of, he killed it. Mm -hmm. And if it was fine, he let it be. Mm -hmm. There was no returning. And I think all the things he let be were hanging out in that room. <laughs> When the Shrixen, go ahead and roll an insight check. Especially because of your earlier insight check. That's a 28. Okay. <laughs> very insightful um, today. Huh? You didn't quite very make, insightful today. You didn't quite make the full thing, but and I don't have to privately send you this, but what you do... I literally garner, couldn't have rolled any higher without getting a natural 20. <laughs> yeah, such is life. Uh, but you do get a lot of information just like reconsidering and thinking about this um the way he described not letting things through or denying things entry or stopping things it sounds like sometimes he just literally closed the rifts before they got big enough other times he may have done stuff to shove something back through and in okay. some cases he may have had to battle something okay. um so it was he, actually more gatekeeping yeah, you definitely okay. get the sense from what you, the conversation was, and like especially with the twenty-eight, he let a lot of stuff in with deals. Mm -hmm. Like he got right of first refusal by being pulled in as early as he did in the whole process, and um, despite the hardships of apparently working without a lot of magic in, in the beginning, this creature made a lot of deals with a lot of beings that wanted to be here. Um, no, you're right. Uh, he is 
it's definitely to his advantage, uh, the whole rift thing. Um, yeah, I would maybe just uh, say we we found an undead person. Um, gatekeeping the rifts. Do you know who he is and can we trust him? Something like that? All right. Sure. What's his name. Uh, and like Odie. his name, he said his name was Odie. Yeah, I'll add that. Um, I can't wait for this message. <laughs> so. You're sitting here over the corpses of these two robots. Um, well, while they do that, I'm gonna look just look over the robots and see if I can figure out how to turn them on or charge them or repair them. All right. Um, yeah. Um, I'll let Tanzanite think about her words for a second, and what I'll have you do while, while Tanzanite shares her words is I would like you to roll a tinkering check, and in this case, it'll be intelligence with because you're proficient in tinkering, right? I'm not. What are you using to kind of poke at these machines? Um, like, what is your background in this zone? Zero. I have no background in this. Okay, so it'll be an intelligence check without any modifiers. Straight up. Go for it. Um, I vaguely <laughs> read a book on mechanical engineering. Um, <laughs> Didn't yeah. understand most of it. I'm going to use a luck point here. <laughs> I got the same rule the second time. <laughs> Nine. Nine. Um, looking at these machines, you definitely feel in and over your head, and this reminds you very viscerally of being in a quick course that you didn't stick with, with the Artificer's School. And you realize those folks could probably figure this out. Hi, puppy. Look at that little face. So with that like thought, you realize, oh, I can legit bring this to those folks. If I can bring these robots with us, we can bring them to them and get the answers. Okay, sorry. Sorry, people that aren't on our uh, audio those who are on audio only, so sorry. You're missing out on this moment. There's a puppy. She's There's so cute. Adorable puppy hugging going on right now. With the biggest tongue I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> she reminds me of a bat when she when she yawns. All right. So as we try and close up tonight's uh, episode, I just really quickly well now I'm now I'm Trixie. <laughs> um, what's going on? <laughs> Trying to move people around and somebody else is moving around. Oh too. my god. <laughs> flash. Bloop. There. Ha. Back at home. Uh so what I would like to have uh tonight is I would like to have your message so that I can either respond or save it for next week. Okay. So I'm gonna touch my forehead, send my message, and I'm gonna say I was about to say it's Jessica. It's not Jessica. <laughs> it's me. Remember, Jessica. You know who you are, but you can also just include that because that's. No, it's it's canon. 
(laughs) (laughs) This is Tanzanite. We met an undead going by Odie who was gatekeeping the rifts. Have you heard of them? Can we trust them? Bye! <laughs> um, you get that weird feeling when something uh-huh. goes beyond the local plane. Mm. When something goes past the similar is when um, you reach out to a soul that had was no longer on this plane, but also just similar to something that's no longer in Atland proper, so to speak. Um, and you get the message back. Odie? 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 It's been centuries since that name has been spoken. Eh, trust but verify. Be back soon. And it just radio static. Uh, he seemed very amused that by that name. Um, and he said to trust him, but to verify what he says. Huh. Okay. I did not expect. I did not expect that. Me either. Uh, okay. I guess we will. Let's go check up on the people above. Yeah. It sound like anything good happened while we were down here. Can you just yell for the robots one more time? Make sure there's not any more. They don't understand me when I talk. <clears throat> Hello! I say and slash yell. It's really creepy how dead these rooms feel. And even as you leave the collider, are you taking the robot with you or are you leaving them there? Not me. I'm not carrying them. No. I'll just uh, open the door again. I'll yell. I think all the robots are dead. So you're fine. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, you you make your way up and um, eventually you get to the surface unless anybody's going on any follow-ups on any of the rooms you were in before. You get up to the surface door and you can see from this side of it that it's blackened. Like a big fire was on the other side. Hmm. You can see that the metal has slagged a bit and is no longer... um, It looks warped. Sorry, one second. Jason, can you hear us? Jason froze. That's what I thought. Just checking. And as you look at this slagged metal, unable to get to the outside in this moment, blackened and crispy, that's where we'll end for this session. Ah! <laughs> we'll see you next week. Oh, no. Probability of Demise. Please like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon and all the other weird things you have to do for all the weird things that we're in. We look forward to hearing from you again. And um, we're 
just poking around. I'm going to have a blast with us all being the wrong people for a moment. But <laughs> share with your friends, watching. buy some merch. <laughs> yeah, ha- it would be so funny to just. I, like, bumped, I-, I bumped a cord with my toe and everything shut off. Rip. Yeah, um, do we wait? Remind me, do we have an Instagram? We don't have an Instagram, right? Not yet. We should Something get an Instagram, and then once we get an Instagram, people should share their merch pictures of them also with their share merch. Share to our TikTok and other stuff. Like, yeah, do a little demo if you're wearing it. That would be cool. Yes. Um, but yeah, thank you all very, very much, and we hope you have a wonderful week. We will see you next week for more probability of demise. I lied. We forgot. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.